Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. show this is uh, silver and gold and we are back in your ear holes i'm the pickle loaf with me dr zom hey guys it's hey me. guys we're back episode uh, 15 yeah it's a lot of episodes uh that's uh some people might say it's uh, a lot of girth and a lot of episodes and uh, we're still churning them out, even though we churn a little bit uh, late this week because of me. I want <laughs> to uh, apologize to my co-host on air that I, I fumbled the ball because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm, not a, uh, I'm not into uh, holidays that much. Uh, I just found out uh, this past Thanksgiving that I'm fat. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you know, things get, things get screwed up. Uh, We've all listened to the gentleman's guide for a long time, and there's just things that are going to happen, and there's going to be times where things don't work out schedule-wise. And but we're right; we're uh, just a couple days late, and we're back to it, and uh, we're going to bring some quality poop to your ear holes. If, if, it feels uh, it feels late, but it's only like one day late for the listeners. So <laughs> yeah, so we're all right. We're all right. Fuck those motherfuckers! Motherfuckers! I love you. Uh, so yeah, episode fifteen. This week we're doing a couple of. I haven't thought of a name for the show yet, but it's a it's a double deucer, as the gentleman's guide would say. Um, a couple of South African karate movies. Um, review and review again. Review and review again. There you go. Kill or be killed from nineteen eighty, and kill and kill again, from nineteen eighty one. And I believe kill or be killed was actually from like seventy seven, but it wasn't released until. 80 because of some reason that you know i don't understand but anyway the uh so yeah that's what we're going to be reviewing today um somebody might have pulled half the cast i think may have pulled a groin or a hammy (laughs) so they (laughs) had to postpone it until they got healed up it's true they um they uh i totally lost what i was gonna say i got nothing oh wait wait wait. i got this All right, but so uh, as usual, we will talk about first what we've. Wouldn't it be cool if that's the sound you made when you're like if your balls clang together inside your sack, you know? (laughs) Or every time, every time I just bombed a joke, I just for some reason the the noise would just come out of me. Just well, that would be like hardly ever. I would for me because I'm always dead on. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about first. Well, I guess uh, how you've been. um, If you got any. uh, thing this week you'd like to talk about before we get into what we've been watching how, you, how have you been uh, 
Um, I'm doing really well, and I don't have anything to add to that. I'm keeping. We got to keep this moving. No, uh, everything's going great. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good Thanksgiving. There was a couple of speed bumps, but uh, when you reach the dysfunctional uh, family life, uh, you just kind of have to roll with the punches, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm back. On, I'm on. I'm on the meat market, um, and um, I don't say that in a derogatory term. I am uh, officially. And loaf is. Uh, he is. Um, Kind of trying to keep me from being compulsive, and uh, I'm going to be a uh, spiritual guru. <laughs> he's being my spiritual guru and telling me to uh, actually give it a chance. So I might actually meet a human being, um, and uh, <laughs> if I do, I'm going to try and uh, put all the uh, the uh, podcast like um, verbiage, like uh, broads and chicks and uh, dames and. Uh, Whores and stuff like that, you know. I'm I'm gonna try and uh, you know uh, put keep that uh, and and not tell them to ever listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, about that podcast I do. You don't want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody does, but that's about it. Everything's right, cool. So, yeah, I, I had uh, I survived Black Friday. Um, my my the the one double a week that I work fell on Black Friday. Yay! Uh, so I had an almost 17 hour Black Friday this year. Um, and amazingly, uh, as much as I complain about uh, retail customers, I had nothing but pleasant people to deal with on Black Friday. I don't know how that happened, but you know, I even had one person that came in with a broken iPad, and I said, it's going to be 350 bucks to replace this. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. I'm like, what? what, what? <laughs> Most of the time, they're like, they'll just look at you like, you've got to be kidding me. I have to pay for my, something that I broke? Well, that's, so. a, that's another thing that you brought that up. Um, as I'm picking up my brand new iPad and plugging it in so I can charge it and watch the office like every chance I get, um, I did. Uh, I am uh, I, I am an iPadder now. Yeah, Zom uh, has entered the i world. Next, yes. we got to get him working on that fucking flip phone. But the yeah, iPad is a step in the right direction. <laughs> I actually was talking about that the other day. That uh, <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked Bryn and uh, and uh, Emily and Erica's uh, GPS. Uh, because one thing that really uh, sometimes other than just my uh, usual mental disorders uh, and my anxieties and stuff like that, uh, one thing that really screws me up about going on trips is I worry so much. And it seems like, man, that GPS, God, when we were going to Jake's uh, uh, house or, or even anywhere around where we were staying to go eat or something like that, man, just take you right there. So I'm thinking about uh, that's my next purchase, I believe. A GPS. Yeah. yeah. Or you can get an on iPhone. On the iPhone. And that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, because it has the G- you can get GPS apps for that, or it just has the just, maps built in. We could just like talk all the time. We'll just text and I message, baby. Hey, oh, it's gonna be great. All right, so yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, I did a waffle bar for Thanksgiving, which was a nice change of pace. Uh, I haven't done the turkey thing in quite some time. I, I did tofurkey, which actually like tofurkey a whole lot. But um, the uh, we did a waffle bar this year, which was pretty cool and. Uh, had some breakfast casserole and stuff like that and went over to a friend's mother's house and uh, watched my first football game of the year. Well, half of it anyway. I, I watched the Lions and the Packers and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really – I don't watch football at all, so I didn't really care who won. But I was rooting for the Lions since they were obviously the underdog. But uh, it looks like it was a pretty boring and one-sided game. So you got to root for the Lions just for the simple fact that Alex Karras played for the Lions and he punched out a horse <laughs> – <laughs> and uh, you know, and he was in Porky's. Somebody brought up Porky's the other day on the internet, and uh, uh, one of the guys from Porky's uh, uh, didn't he kill himself or something here in the last couple of weeks? I'm not sure. Porky's. It was one, one of 
Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was like, Porky is one of those movies that I'd seen as a kid but didn't remember at all. And when I watched it as an adult, I was like, this kind of stinks. Like, yeah, it, it was one of the first. But but when it first came out uh, and we saw it in the theater, it was it was almost like a Animal House or something like that, where it was one of the first really raunchy ass movie kid movies. Yeah. And um, um, so yeah, yeah, most people that I I've talked to that watch it now. Uh, say that it doesn't hold up at all, but uh, um, back then it was. We just thought it was funny as hell. But Alex Karras was in that, and uh, that's how that got brought up. But I, I will say this, and, and I know Loaf and I have talked about this um, uh, in the last couple of days. Um, I'm trying not to be um, become like completely uh, uh, welded to my. Uh, computer, getting on the Gentleman's Guide website and doing the uh, Clint Eastwood or Burt Reynolds or Lee Marvin or Charles Bronson. It is addictive, people. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from. Oh, don't stay away from it. It's it's fun as hell, but man, you can just be on there all day. The Gentleman's Guide is blowing up. Uh, we'll, we'll post something on Silva and Gold's Facebook page now and have like two responses in a, in a couple days. The these guys, there's this rapid fire. This or this lately for the last two days straight, and uh, it's just like every time I look at my uh, my groups section on Facebook, it says twenty plus by Gentleman's Guide. So. 20 plus and some uh, of them are, are, are man some of them are pretty tough i mean uh there's some of them that i uh, th- they say on there you know you have to pick one yeah yep. you know, go you pick one pick one and some of them i just stay away from because i i can't but actually the the uh the guy's name was uh wyatt knight um from porky's and uh apparently from the last things i've read and i think even when it first came up that they, they think he killed himself so uh committed suicide so that's kind of a shame yeah he was he wasn't that old of a guy. Well, uh, yeah, that's that sucks. So, well, uh, let's let's uh, stop rambling a bit and go into what we've been watching because we go on this. Speaking of rambling, speaking of uh, rambling, let's let's get into what we've been watching. It's been a week and a half, so we've had some extra padding there. Yeah, but you know, actually, uh, a week and a half. Uh, you would think that the list would be really super long, but I kind of with Thanksgiving and yeah. just uh, just taking a, a little bit of a break from watching too much, so I can get out and actually live a little bit and uh, eh. get some exercise. And and but now that I got the iPad, Jesus, I'll carry it in the bathroom. I'll walk around with it, walking down the steps, watching the Office. Uh. So that's one thing I've been watching is like episodes, old episodes of the Office, just uh, almost every day. Um, but um, Let's see here. Starting out, uh, oh God, I watched um, I watched uh, what uh, women want with Mel Gibson and Helen Cunt. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, this movie, <laughs> it, it, I saw it with a girl that I dated a while, like a long time ago, because mm-hmm. it was one of those date night things. Uh, and I thought, eh, you know, just a light, fluffy movie. I watch it now, and it is such a piece of shit. It, it like literally made me sick to my stomach. Um, and uh, Mel, uh, you know, and it's not just because Mel is an anti-Semitic uh, drunk, but I really don't like him that much anymore. But uh, it's just, it, it's the concept could have been better, and it was just so stupid it just made me ill uh so then i decided i want to start dating again anyway so i could go see more shit movies like that i'll be deleting that account here shortly by the way um and the next thing was don't do it don't do it (laughs) yeah don't do it you son of a bitch i want you to be miserable uh anyway um the next movie i watched and i've been wanting to see this because i saw the uh the trailer i just happened to catch a trailer for some reason on uh like youtube 
or Apple movie trailers, and it's which I need to get that app. I'll put on my iPod. Uh, it's called All She Can, and um, it's got this girl, uh, uh, the star of it. It's n- nobody. There's nobody in it that you'd know. Uh, the girl's name is uh, Karina uh, Calderon, mm-hmm. and um, the only thing that I saw her in that I knew is um, she was in uh, uh, Machete uh, when Steven Seagal is on the uh, on the computer with the uh, camera and the guy's talking to him, and Seagal has a girl in a bikini on one side and another girl in a bikini on the other side of him. Uh, she's one of those girls, but okay. she's she's not really. In the face, kind of, without the semi-inbred, uh, retarded look of Sasha Gray. She kind of looks like retard- uh, <laughs> Sasha Gray because I th- I tell you what, people, um, Sasha Gray is kind of a cute girl. Uh, it's hard not to, to, to think of her in any way when she sticks, like, large things in every place and gets spit on and punched and slapped and everything. But she's she's not a bad-looking girl, but her there's something wrong with her. She looks like one of those Russian royals that used to marry their sisters and cousins to the point that there looks like their eyes aren't right or something's not right, right genetically. Yeah. Well, this girl is cute like that, uh, but not doesn't have that kind of look. Um, kind of has the same features, though. Uh, and um, what it is is a uh, it takes place in Texas and um, in a Hispanic community, and um, she is a you know a, a smart student and everything, but she's kind of stuck in a in uh, just her, her. They don't have a father. Uh, she lives with her mother and her grandma, and her bro- one brother's in the military, and and um, uh, just her going to high school. And but the thing is, she's just a little small girl, like a hundred and maybe. Uh, 13 pounds or something, mm-hmm. but she's into weightlifting. She goes, oh. she's like powerlifting. And, um, and, uh, she's trying to get a scholarship through that. They have one scholarship that they give, I think per, you know, like if you win the the state championship or nationals or whatever. And, uh, it's really cool. I, I, it's not a great movie, but it's, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. It has a good message. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think it, it's a good movie for, you know, I think the ladies would like it. Uh, I, I liked it. I I wasn't jumping, you know, doing cartwheels or anything. But it's it's a nice little movie. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one uh, was uh, the movie Heat, and uh, it's uh, Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a low budget. Not. I don't think it was supposed to be a low budget movie because Robert Altman was supposed was supposed to uh, direct it, and he had a falling out with the producers. So they got this other guy to direct it, and Bert and him didn't get along to the point that Bert punched him out, wow. and actually punched out the director and damaged the guy's like eyesight, and the guy sued Bert. Jesus. Um, but it was written by um, – I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was written by like a, a guy who had done some pretty good movies or uh, screenplays and movies. And um, But it just – it's it's good to watch. I, I read some reviews and a lot of people said this was the, the uh, shark jumping point for Bert. Like he even up to making Stick – and Sharky's Machine and stuff like that, he was still doing pretty good. But then this movie just was where he started just going downhill and just started venturing into like straight to video and making a lot of shit. Um, but it's a, it's I will say this: it's it's a fun watch for it not being for being kind of a bad movie uh, to the point where in one scene, um, Bert is being an asshole to this guy uh, and uh, pulls the guy's toupee off and makes fun of the guy because he has a toupee on. While he is wearing the blackest fucking 
rug that you've ever seen on his head. Okay, and and then Bert does like karate. He does a lot of karate, like karate, and you, I think a, a, for a good portion of it, it's definitely not him because uh, he jumps up and kicks this light that's hanging from the ceiling that mm-hmm. is probably ten feet off the ground, and Bert is probably in his fifties in this. He does some stunts of his own. You know, Bert was known for doing some stunts like jumping off things into big piles of sand and stuff. Yeah. And you can tell it's him. But um, it's oh, uh, did, uh, this guy wrote uh, his, William Goldman, the guy you were talking yeah. about writing it. He wrote uh, Princess Bride. He did uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, yeah, he, he the, that guy. Man. He did some good stuff. Bridge too far. But I, I'll tell you what. Seriously, I would recommend it. Um, Maverick. It, it's, it's entertaining. It's it's fun to watch. There's a, there's one girl on there, um, and I thought, oh my god, this girl might be the worst actress of all time. But then when I looked up looked up who she was, uh, she's done a ton of TV stuff, and I've seen her in like Law and Order and a bunch of stuff. And she's mm-hmm. actually turned into a pretty good actress. But back then, it's got uh, Doctor Johnny Fever in it, and uh, but I mean, like I said, if if you uh, if you like Bert and you want to see kind of a, just an entertaining. I wouldn't say so bad. It's a good movie. It's 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 all right to watch. Yeah. Um, next one uh, was uh, Pentathlon with the Dolph, my hero Dolph Lundgren, and on top of that, we go on Blonde on Blonde, Dolph Lundgren and David Soul, nice. and uh, David Soul plays a real asshole. Um, I like this. I know at one time I believe that Dolph actually was like a. Uh, not a uh, oh, what do you call it? Where an honorary like captain of the like Swedish pentathlon team or something? I, I, it probably had to do with him making this movie and just being around it. And yeah. when they shot it, they had a lot of the real athletes and stuff. So, uh, but it's uh, it's not a great Dolph movie. He's pretty young in this, and um, which I had uh, discussed on online. Uh, uh, if you think Dolph. Like I always said, I like Dolph in his movies when he's older because when he fights, he moves really slow. And and uh, but when he was young, you should see him run. I th- he runs like a fucking Frankenstein, and he runs. Man, he is slow, and and almost like slow motion. But man, he's he's really put together. He's in good shape in this movie. Yeah. Uh, not a great movie, but it's if you're a Dolph completist, definitely check it out. Oot. Filmed this one on uh, Netflix on my iPad. Uh, this movie is called Norwood, and it uh, stars Glenn Campbell and uh, uh, Kim Darby and Joe Namath, uh, football player, uh, Broadway Joe. Um, this was, uh, I believe, right like pretty close or just a few years after like True Grit. And I believe, if I remember correctly reading this a long time ago, uh, that Glenn Campbell and Kim Darby were actually like maybe dating after True Grit or during True Grit or whatever. And, uh, um it's I, like, a, it's I liked a, him a lot in that movie. I like that character, like because uh, I like the well, you know the Matt Damon version of it too in the mm-hmm. new, in the remake. This movie, it's not a great movie, but it, it kind of um, to me, it's like uh, almost sort of like uh, the feel of an Alice doesn't live here anymore or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a pretty good job, and you know Joe's pretty good, and I mean he he does, he's not have a huge part in it. He's like one of his buddies from the army, and. Um, um, like I said, not a great movie. I, I had the only reason I had heard of it was because I, uh, like maybe like last year, I read Joe Namath's uh, biography that, that came out, and uh, they were talking about that. Um, but you know, like I said, if if you like any of those guys, and it, it's not a bad movie. It's it's not like real. Um, I don't know how to put it. I, I it's not. Um, 
it takes place, I think, in like the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So there's some free love and stuff like that going on. So it's not just like a, a made-for-TV movie. I mean, like uh, Glenn Campbell's kind of horny and trying to fuck some girls. <laughs> it's only, you know, so anyway um, – and Dom DeLuise is in it too. He plays his brother-in-law, uh, so the, you know I had that in there. Um, uh, the next one uh, was um, uh, in the name of the Father with uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, you know I hate to judge people or whatever, but I, I've always said I thought Daniel Day Lewis is like probably one of our one of the best actors, if not the best actor. Chooses really good projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just brings it every time. Uh, you know, they always talk about De Niro back. You know, when he was still doing good stuff, and some guys like that. Um, he 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 does good stuff. Even some of the lesser movies that people haven't heard of, um, he's always pretty good. puts puts us all into the movies. I caught this on uh, Current TV, the liberal uh, Al Gore channel. Uh, they show some good movies on there. Last night they had uh, Primary Colors. The Travolta plays basically Bill Clinton. Uh, I've seen some good movies on there. And uh, um, so, you know, I don't get that channel at my house, which I can't believe because I'm like a, a fucking commie. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I wish I did. But the only way I can watch Oberman now is on my, uh, on my iPod, uh, on uh, uh, iTunes. But still, I catch him on there. Um, the next thing I watched, which I had never seen but wanted to for a long time, and I just happened to catch it, was uh, King of Kong. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm thinking this was on current TV. It came on after In the Name of the Father. And, uh, you know, I think a, a great a majority of the people that we listen to us and, or that we talk to on Facebook, you know, have seen this movie. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I, thought- I actually bought the DVD at a grocery store. I love going into grocery stores and they have like I don't know yeah. where they got them. It's like when a Hollywood video would close and these grocery stores would just get their old rentals mm-hmm. and sell them for like three bucks. So, oh yeah, um, I thought it was a good documentary and uh, yeah, Billy Mitchell was everything that I had ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then right after that, it was funny because right after that, the next thing that came on was a, a documentary about uh, an, um, video game addiction, um, which I had seen a couple of those. And, um, and, um, some of these people, I mean, you know, I saw one where a guy was playing video games, uh, like, uh, 22 hours a day, a young, Ooh. a young guy, 25 years old or something and living with his mom and dad. And they, um, you know, tried to take it away from him and he like slid his wrist and basically, um, tried to kill himself, slid his wrist almost down on the bone. Jesus. Um, so people can, they said, they, you know, some people, they get so wrapped up in it that, that, uh, they like to live in the world where they're a hero and everything, and they dream that they're in the game. They they talk like them, you know. When I was uh, yeah, in this one part, I was killing these guys like all the time, like they were actually doing it. And so it's it's the you know it's uh, just an obsession kind of a thing. Uh, next thing I watched when I should have been watching uh, Kill and Kill Again <laughs> was uh, Backdraft. Um, I don't know why. I just got a, a wild hair up my ass to watch Backdraft on on the iPad, and uh, hell of a cast. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Kurt Russell, Scott Glenn. I think I'm a big Scott Glenn fan, and I think that's why I kind of saw something about him, and I mm-hmm. wanted to. I sent you a link about uh, a movie yep. uh, that we were talking about, maybe reviewing uh, with Scott Glenn, and that kind of got me thinking about him. So I wanted to watch that uh, gratuitous William Baldwin ass shots in the shower. <laughs> him and some other guy taking a shower completely naked. They show the other guy basically almost just about show his cock, and they show William Baldwin's ass. And then we were talking about Sharon Stone in Sliver, and uh, I remembered that you know you probably saw more William Baldwin's ass in that than you did Sharon Stone. Um, 
<laughs> one scene that I really I figure most people have seen this. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, the cheese one of the cheesy ass scenes in this was when uh, him and Jennifer Jason Lee go into the firehouse and climb up on the fire truck and start fucking. Right. And then there's a fire and they're going down the road and they're on top of the truck. That was so cheesy. I was, I was like, this was a Ron <laughs> Howard movie, wasn't it? I think so. I hated that fucking part. They, I mean, it was just stupid. Uh, Donald Sutherland was good as the pirate uh, guy, and uh, Kurt Russell's just awesome. I fucking love him. Uh, and uh, De Niro, I had almost forgot that he was in this movie, but he was really good in this. This was before he started jumping the fucking shark like a goddamn evil Knievel on a rocket ship. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was Elf. Uh, my friend Gina will watch this movie like fucking 500 times between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I kind of got stuck, uh, watching Elf. It's, you know, it's a nice, like James Caan, you know, fuck, I, yeah. James Caan. I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan, but it had some funny moments. And I liked, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Dick Cavett. Jesus Christ. Bob Newhart. I almost said Bob Hope. I like Bob. Pump Newhart. I like Newhart too. <laughs> and, th- and this this had a really uh, speaking of one of the movies that we have coming up, but we're going to be reviewing. This one had a uh, some violent midget action in it, or little person action in Elf, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, and uh, that Zoe, uh, uh, what's her name? Dishonor. Dish um, she um, was in that, and um, uh, some of the girls over on uh, Girls on Film don't like her. Mm-hmm. And I just – it's like she's almost like a little puppy. I mean I don't think – like I don't look at her and think, man, i just like to bang her brains out. But she's just so cute and so yeah. nice. You know, I would just like to just like – I don't know, adopt her from the pound or something. <laughs> she seems like – and she might be the biggest asshole in the world, but she just seems like a really sweet person. Um, I don't know what the singing thing's all about. Um, anyway. She just released a Christmas album. Yeah, apparently some people like her singing, and she's not a bad singer, but, you know, she's not like a great singer or anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next one I watched was I never heard of, and it was uh, my friend uh, Greg. Um, he likes to just – he'll pick out straight to, to DVD shit that you never heard of. Yeah. Had a pretty good cast. Uh, it's called The River Murders, and it's uh, Ray Liotta, uh, Christian Slater, and Ving Rhames. And uh, on the box, it, it, it you know, said, uh, you know uh, – not if you liked seven, but it said something like, you know, uh, uh, in this, uh, sort of if seven fucked you up, this, this will fuck you up just like seven, you know, so they're trying to make it like seven. Um, Ray Liotta is a detective and, uh, all of a sudden there's a serial killer and his ex-girlfriends from all the way back to the first time he ever had sex, uh, start getting murdered. And uh, so, you know, people start thinking, is he doing it? Who's doing it? Blah, blah, blah. It, it wasn't bad. It's straight to, straight to uh, DVD. Uh, it's worth a watch. I mean, you know, it's not great. Yeah. And, now, the next movie and uh, that um, I wanted to, to uh, discuss, not discuss, but, you know, just I wanted to say this because I've, I've heard a lot of negative shit about it, and I really liked it, was uh, Conan the Barbarian, the new one. That. I fucking thought it was – I mean, I, I would say the Schwarzenegger, Milius, uh Schwarzenegger movie – was superior, mm-hmm. you know. I I don't say a hundred percent, but it was definitely superior as a better movie. But um, if you read the comic book, this mo- this movie was you know to me straight on with with the comic. Yeah. Uh, I like the guy that played Conan. Um, it um, I think it was shot in three D, 
if I remember correctly, because I was kind of amped to see it because I, I like Conan the Barbarian. I read the comic and stuff. And um, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. And then I saw you know Conan the Barbarian in 3D, and I thought, okay, this might not be so good. Um, the did, only thing – Did you ahead. see – you, have you read any of the newer Dark Horse – Read like Conan. Well, that's uh, I, I, the 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 place that I get comics from online. Um, you can go and get like um, back issues of stuff sure. at more than half price off, like maybe seventy percent off. And they have a shitload of uh, Conan uh, books by Dark Horse. And the only Conan books that I ever read were like through Marvel. Yeah, so yeah. I, the I Dark th- Horse ones you would really like. They they go back to. Um, they're kind of based on the novels that I don't huh? remember the guy's name, but the guy that yeah. wrote it in the twenties and thirties, I think. Um, really yeah. good. It's uh, it's the the I've read the first, I read the first few like the read the first couple graphic novel or trade paperbacks or whatever they're called for the when they're collected. But um, it's good stuff if you like Conan. Yeah, I mean those those were pulp novels, and um, the guy um, and I can't remember who turned me on to this. Um, there is a movie uh, that – okay, the guy that wrote uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Robert E. Howard. Okay, there's a movie out where Vincent D'Onofrio plays Robert E. Howard. Okay. And, and, um, now, and he kind of had a relationship with this, um, with this chick who was a school teacher. Uh, I'm trying to fucking find her name. I hate to just say a chick because you know she was a writer too. Uh, her name was uh, – uh, uh, Novelin Price, and uh, they kind of dated off and on, and they were really, really good friends. But he was just kind of um, like I think he kind of had some mental problems. Uh, you know, I, I they have speculation on basically what was wrong with him or whatever. But he was just a fantasist and stuff like that, and they were really good friends. And when he would want it to be serious, she was off doing something else. And when she would want it to be serious, he was kind of doing something else. But uh, they were almost like, to me, they seemed like they were kind of perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Zellweger plays her in the movie, and I cannot remember what the fucking movie's called. But um, one of the, our friends on there um, really likes the the movie and said that they think it's like, you know, a great movie. I saw it. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, you know, I hate to say that when somebody says, "Oh, this is really good, Zom. You got to watch this. You'll, you'll fucking love it." I thought it was good, but I, I, I just for me, it was more just finding out about the guy because I read the comic. But right. um, I liked the movie. I didn't find one thing, but man, it's got a lot of fucking gore in it. A lot <laughs> of just blood splashing fucking everywhere. Rose McGowan is so fucking weird looking in this movie that I didn't even know it was her. It's like, oh my god, she's fucking weird because she plays like a bad chick, um, and it's got some tit, and it's got some ass, and some fucking in it, and uh, a lot of slashing and stuff, and just killing. And he, he, the guy is good. I mean, I like. I thought he was really good. If you, um, if you end up reading any of uh, Kurt Busiek, Busiek, I think yeah, probably. I don't know how to pronounce it. He he wrote the first uh, the Dark Horse run on Conan, which it's still going. I don't know if he's still on it, but yeah. If you like that, go back and read. I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, for Wildstorm comics, he wrote Astro. He did the Astro City line. Um, okay. I, I really like his work. But Astro City is cool. It's kind of like a Astros. another kind of superhero thing, but totally separate from DC Comics and all of that. Well, I'll tell you what. Seriously, um, Sammy and I were talking about this, and Sammy's a big DC guy, and I'm I have always been a Marvel guy, yeah. other than like Sergeant Rock and the Haunted Tank, which I 
you know, DC stuff I used to read when I was into like uh, old World War II comics back when I was a kid. Um, but um, Dark Horse has actually, you know, I read a lot of uh, like the Hellboy stuff, uh, BPRD, mm-hmm. uh, Hellboy, Abe Sapien, and stuff like that. And then there's a couple of, uh, I think one of them's called like Witchfinder, and uh, there's one that's uh, called Baltimore about this guy Lord Baltimore that goes around and he's a vampire killer in like after during or after World War One, mm-hmm. and. Um, Lord Baltimore, if you ever saw Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, was also one of the guys that was chasing Butch and Sundance. He was for the Pinkertons, um, like a hired killer. Uh, so that's how – but, but Dark Horse, uh, to me, like some of the artwork is not as spectacular as, say, like DC or Marvel. Right, but right. the stories are just so much better for me. You know, I like the stories. Um, so I like that movie. I mean, you know, I'd say people, you know, it's to each his own. People like stuff and they don't. But uh, I was really surprised. Uh, I watched it with, uh, you know, a bunch of my friends last night and they fucking, we all loved it, you know. So um, I'd buy it. Um, the next one, uh, uh, I only have uh, like one or two more, uh, was uh, Your Highness. Uh, yeah, uh, that was the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I should have watched that this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Were you in that movie? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I had seen the previews for this, and I thought it looked pretty good. Um, well, what the fuck's the guy's name from Eastbound Down? Oh, uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride and uh, James Franco, who there for a while, man, he was starting to get a little overexposed for me. I was starting to think he was like dog shit. You know, he's just everywhere. Um, <laughs> And uh, one, of the, one of the, you know, other than it had some funny parts in the trailer was, uh, you know, Natalie Portman uh, strips down to a, um, a uh, basically a G-string, you know. It's not even like a thong. It just, right, the string going up the crack of her ass. Uh, and, um, you know, we she watched did the naked scene in Darjeeling Limited, right? I never, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was with, all, uh, she was with, all uh, bruised, though. It was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I saw still photos from that. I still haven't seen that movie, which I should because I love that you know that, those movies. You know, uh, Royal Tannenbaum and yeah, uh, we should maybe we should you. review Darjeeling. We could find something. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see that. You know, I have, it, I have the Criterion of it. So, um, and uh, right before um, we we came on air, I was sitting here and uh, for some reason my iPad. I didn't think I touched it. I must have brushed up against it. And something that was in my queue is a. Um, documentary called uh, my brother's keeper mm-hmm. and it's about these two kind of scraggly looking old dudes and their brothers and um uh, i think the one uh I, I from what i got i only watched about maybe 10 minutes of it uh uh, uh one of them killed the other one and it was kind of like uh maybe a mercy killing he, he suffocated him because he oh, said wow. he was sick and you know and everything and the and the guys from what i could see the guys seemed like he wasn't really kind of right in the head like there's yeah, maybe he was kind of something wrong with him. Right. Uh, uh, a little slow or something like that. But I think uh, I don't know if it was like a mercy killing or what. But uh, um, but that's about all I have. You know, like I said, uh, I, I kind of cut back. That's that's a week and a half. And you know, my God, I was watching twenty movies a fucking <laughs> in, in like seven days every week. And I, I I'll tell you what, you know, I was really because I think it's because we started doing the show and I was really enthused and you know was watching a lot of shit so we could have stuff to talk about. Yeah, but yeah. I started getting. And I even told you this off off the air. I started getting a little bit burnout. Yeah, you know, you're, you're just sitting in front of the TV or in front of the computer constantly, and it's like, ugh. it goes in I, waves. So, like yeah. every once in a while, you'll be like, oh, I don't feel like watching anything this week, yeah. and you'll like read or you'll like fucking go to Best Buy or something just to look around. Yeah, or, yeah, I get that way too. So, um, I actually oh, watched quite a bit this week, but you know, not for me quite a bit. Um, I uh, 
watched the stuntman, which is one of the, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. It, it's, um, it's, it was one of the DVDs I bought at horror hound, uh, basically because of the cover. I didn't really know anything about this movie. Um, but I like the cover a lot with the, looks like the devil, um, sitting in a camera recording. I thought it was pretty cool, uh, illustration, but, um, this is Peter O'Toole and, um, Steve, uh, rails back. Steve rails back. Um, I don't know. Certain parts of this movie I thought were really good. Uh, the and the, I like the the odd like approach to like it's almost like a this movie kind of like reflects life or something. But mm-hmm. I could not get into this movie. It's a little over two hours long. Maybe it's over long. Um, I found myself kind of like straying away from time to time, like kind of looking at something else. Um, mm-hmm. Certain parts of the movie I liked a lot. I really liked when. Like I really like how O'Toole's character would just like swoop in on that like crane thing. <laughs> he was kind of like God, sort of. Yeah, he was like godlike. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it's. I feel like maybe I should watch it again, but I, I just couldn't get into it the first time. So I, I I remember you saying that, and I I remember when this movie first came out, and I think like uh, it was when Cisco and Ebert maybe were still on PBS, mm-hmm. uh, doing the when their show first was you know going on uh and uh if i remember correctly this got really good reviews yeah it, i mean you know? it's uh it's it's not a typical i don't know it's it's a lot of different things it's not an action movie it's not really a comedy but it's kind of everything it's uh mm-hmm. it's like this show yeah <laughs> it's it's like this show it's like we're the dried, it's not good it's not we're, great. we're the slimy turds we're the dried up turds <laughs> we're the cold turds all just all in a bag together zit on your back you can't reach <laughs> Silver and gold with a zit on your back you can't reach. Uh, so, um, and then uh, with uh, after that, I watched uh, with a couple friends um, the movie, the Brian De Palma movie Blowout, and I got that as part of the um, Criterion uh, half off sale, which I got the hook up on too. So, for ten dollars, I got Blowout, and this movie was really good. Uh, I laughed a few times with the with John Travolta driving the Jeep. Um, yeah, <laughs> the G, I was like, I always, always, I always think it's funny in these because if you ever did that in real life, any kind of those moves that people do with cars and movies, it would the car would be out of commission. It's like I drive like, when I was a teenager. They, there's these little like median type things in this parking lot, mm-hmm. and where a tree would normally be, but the tree was not there, so I wasn't paying attention to it. And I ran right over it. The car, pfft, gone. It like blew out a tire, and like fucking uh, oh, and blowout. Yeah. Well, no, seriously, I, th- I think that I think that you may be understating that because if I remember correctly, and I, I'll just I'll just say this, and then we'll get into it later. Um, like uh, Land Rovers and stuff like that, they can really take a beating and keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, I'll okay. move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was a this was a great movie. I'd never I'd never seen this one before, and um, so I'm glad I saved it for the Criterion experience. So I'll have to go back and explore the uh, extra. I needed to do course. that, and I did. You know, like the Criterion fifty oh, yeah. percent. Well, it happens a couple times a year. So yeah, I remember you know somebody telling me about it. Maybe the last time it happened. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, yeah, just I, keep I, an eye on the Facebook groups because people yeah. start posting about it like crazy. So um, I watched Love that uh, shit. I actually watched three documentaries this week. Whoa! Um, I watched Meditate and Destroy, which is a uh, it was a straight to DVD documentary about um, this guy Noah Levine. He uh, he wrote a book called Dharma Punks. He's this guy. I think he wrote. I think he's written another book too. Um, when I started getting into Buddhism, uh, I read some stuff by um, what is it? Brad Warner, who was a bassist for a 
punk rock band because what I was doing when I first well I guess when I first looked into Buddhism what it was was you know you read Dalai Lama's books and and stuff like that and there's you get an Eastern perspective of it but um, you know last year I wanted to, I was like I want to find a Western like view like how Buddhism works with an American lifestyle um, like you know to people talking about you know the kind of movies we watch or you know being a living in a capitalist society with a with a living with a philosophy that is you know mm-hmm. very you know get rid of your possessions kind of thing yeah um oh my god not in this not in america <laughs> right right so uh, i started reading the books brad warner's books but this this guy noah levine is a, it's a very similar approach this guy was a i don't know if he was ever in a punk rock band like brad warner was but i mean this guy has tattoos shaved head i mean he was a I mean, he was addicted to crack and heroin, and um, and while in a uh, in a juvenile detention center, his dad was famous for um, writing books and having like videos about meditation and stuff. And he thought he just assumed his dad was a hippie and never always mm-hmm. ignored it, but actually like learned about meditation from his dad at this point because he was basically trying to kill himself with a with a a, comb, a plastic comb in his in his in his cell. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, well, you so- should. Uh, I I think you know a lot of people. One of the big mistakes that they make these days is not listening to their fathers, and that's why I went on a diet. <laughs> yes, me too. I've been on a diet for the last five years. I remember when I first got my tattoo, my dad's like, you're going to regret that. You're going to feel so stupid when you're like 45. You're looking at this cartoon on your arm and. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you gotta love the parents. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Noah Levine. Uh, you know, he wrote this book, Dharma Punks, and he's a you know now a Buddhist. Uh, I guess t- a teacher. He kind of goes to these juvenile detention centers now and teaches the kids there about meditation mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was pretty interesting. I mean, it wasn't a great documentary. Um, it was kind of all over the place. But um, you know, with documentaries, with me, I'm usually more interested if I have like a personal. Like highly high personal interest in if I'm learning about something new, usually after an hour I'm like okay I'm done. Um, but with something I already am interested in, I can usually you know I usually like those documentaries better. So um, this one was okay; it wasn't great, but I liked the the subject matter. So um, then I watched uh, I got this four pack from the Walmart probably. Um, it's like a horror four pack, but the Serpent and the Rainbow was on it. Uh-huh. Um, I never knew what this was about. I kind of knew it was a zombie movie. Um, but I didn't. I never realized it was a uh, voodoo zombie who's movie. The, who's the uh, head guy? Is it? It's not Bill Pull- Pullman. Is it? Pullman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. when they were burying him on the commercial. He's like, "I'm not dead." Yeah, uh, you can't it, bury me. I'm not dead. That's part of like becoming a zombie or something. Is like I don't know. I, I don't know. It's Jamaican happy. zombies, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not Jamaica. It's uh, Haiti, I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah same thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor people that get attacked by hurricanes. So there you go. The um, I didn't like this very much. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, the I, I, Wes Craven kind of after Nightmare on Elm Street, I kind of lo- I kind of lose interest in Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't do a lot for me. And fucking, I, I, called him, I called into the gentleman's guide last year with their top tens. And said that my worst movie I saw last year was My Soul to Take. I saw it for free and still felt like I got ripped off. Mm. Um, but I, I, that's when you know a movie fucking sucks. Yeah, it was really bad. 
And I, I want mean, my money back, but you didn't pay for anything. <laughs> I demand movie back. I, I want you to pay my me money back for watching that fucking piece of shit. I mean, you know, this is the guy. I, you know, Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes, which isn't a great movie, but you know, I like it. Uh, you know, Swamp Thing, I, I love fucking Barbeau. Um, but I don't know. BC after, coming up after uh, after Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know, I have a soft spot for the sequels, but you know, the, I don't know. If I see the Barbeau in March, do you want me to like send her any kind of message? Give her a message from you? <laughs> just, <laughs> just look at her and go. Elves <laughs> from my friend. Sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, Serpent in the Rainbow was not my favorite movie ever. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again someday. But I, you know, maybe I want my money back for that four set too. So um, it's got s- on it with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Dirk Benedict, so hopefully that uh, makes up for it. I saw that. Did you see that? I haven't seen that one, though. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> Dirk Benedict movies are usually uh, in that one department that we always say, uh, so bad it's good. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, a lot of times, just so bad. Body slam. Um, so I watched uh, I watched uh, Netflix Instant. I watched To Live and Die in L.A., which I had never seen before. Good movie. And of all the movies I saw this week, that it, for some reason this one was the one that gave me a nightmare. Um, and it wasn't because it was scary or anything. I just dreamed that I was moving the, some friends, helping some friends of mine move to Los Angeles, and they were living in this really weird, rickety building uh, that you had to walk through people's like sketchy apartments to get out of. Like the stairs just would go through the middle of people's houses, and oh. it kept making me wake up. I dreamed about it more than once, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I felt like I was going to get stabbed or something. Um, this was a really good movie, though. <laughs> fucking Willem Dafoe, man. Yeah. At this point, you know, we've talked about it before. Wow. <laughs> He's a, yeah, you got to see his ass a lot um, in this one. Pasty, man. That fucker looks like he's never been in the sun. So uh, this, this, this one was a pretty, pretty awesome movie. And um, the, uh, it's directed by William Friedkin, which yeah. I'm sure will come up again on our show. And, and William Peterson, this was like when the uh, uh, you know, kind of around the time they were giving him a big push, like when he did the, uh, the uh, red, not Red Dragon, but the uh, – uh, oh, Manhunter. Uh, uh, Manhunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, he, he got a pretty big push, in, mm-hmm. you know, and then he was in the El Chivato, Billy the Kid movie uh, <laughs> when he played Pat Garrett. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's something that we should put on Gentleman's Guide is uh, which Pat Garrett was better, uh, William Peterson or James Coper? <laughs> <laughs> it would get like two responses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, live and, To Live and Die in L.A. was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I'd definitely watch that one again. Uh, I watched a Dolph movie this week, too. Uh, retrograde, hey. another Netflix instant, uh, with, also with Gary Daniels. There's and, a lot uh, of Dolph movies on Netflix instant, and yes, there are. And I don't know who the bald dude was in this movie, but goddamn, that guy was ugly. He kind of looked like Kane, but uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't remember that guy's name. Ken Samuels, maybe. I'm looking at the list. I, I don't know. Um, this was uh, this I, was. I mean, you I, know. It's yeah, he's ugly. It's like a sci made. It's like sci-fi TV type movie. Dolph's got long hair too, and yeah. I like that jacket. Yeah, he's got long hair and like a leather jacket through most of the movie. In this weird, giant like plastic backpack. Um, it's it's a um, it's a time traveling movie where they're he's like a genetically enhanced person that basically the present day has been the present day is like twenty twenty two oh four, and the human race has almost been wiped out by this weird bacteria that came from outer space and a meteor. And I was thinking about that the other day because they were, they were 
talking about um, finding water on one of Jupiter's moons, mm-hmm. and it's like, what if they find bacteria there, and like somehow bring it back here, and it's just fucking just like wipes everybody out. Yeah, the Andromeda strain. So, um, um, I, I think it would be funny the, the the fucking backpack that he carries around is like a MacGuffin, you know. In this movie, he's he's protecting it all the time, and then in the end, it's full of like sandwiches, chips, and juicy uh, boxes. Juice boxes. Sip, sippy box, you know? Yeah, that'd be so fucking awesome. Uh, uh, this, so basically, they, these these guys uh, have been genetically altered in some way to be very resistant to this bacteria, and their job is to go back in time and stop this, find the, where the bacteria came from, and kind of wipe it out. So, what was this rated? Do you know? Was it rated like? Oh, it wasn't rated R, was it? I was just wanting to see if it had like any. Oh yeah, rated R, violence, language, and some dry. Oh, no nudity. That's the only thing. Yeah, I there wasn't any nudity. There was definitely some like juicy squibs in it, but no nudity. <laughs> There was nobody really in it worth. I don't even. To. to me, okay, a rated R movie, and the only reason is for fucking language, uh, violence, or and and some what that was drug use or whatever. How the hell is that rated R? If it doesn't have fucking tits and vaginas and buttholes and nuts, <laughs> buttholes. I mean, to me, I just don't see that being a fucking R rated. How yeah. how many goddamn action movies? Uh, that's bullshit. This has been straight though. to video. It's, it's a fairly special, new movie. The special effects were sci-fi original, but the you know with the with the violence in it, I would assume that it was straight to video. So I don't I don't know exactly. I doubt it. I doubt it was in in the theater, but it has a three point three on IMDb. It's better than that, but it wasn't it wasn't great. So not much better. Yeah. Um, another another documentary I watched. I watched the Pixar story, um, and I never, I, I well not never. It's when I started working at Apple, I just didn't even I, I did not make the Steve Jobs Pixar like association. I, I, I just didn't even think about it. And um, you know, when I started like after working there for a while, I was like, oh yeah, okay. And that and I, I actually learned that's where most of his money came from because he didn't have a lot of Apple money. And by the yeah. time he came back to Apple, he was only making like. His salary was like a dollar a year or something. Well, he started doing the Pixar thing after he left Apple, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got, yeah. Well, he got fired from Apple in the 80s. Yeah. And he was gone for over 10 years. And um, that's when Apple hit the, hit the shit tank in the, in the 90s. And then he did Next Computers, which I don't remember exactly what Next Computers did. But then he helped Pixar start. And, and they talk about in this documentary how most venture capitalists, I guess you could call them, because he was kind of the – he wasn't really the creative force, but he definitely put a lot of money into it. Right. Um, he kept putting money into it when it was losing money at first. Until they mm-hmm. did Toy Story, you know, Pixar was around for ooh, almost you know eight years before they started making any money, and he was there. Like he put millions of dollars into it, and because he you know believed in them, I mean, he helped them build their giant studio they have now. And um, but it was it's really interesting. I mean, if you like Pixar movies, this is worth watching. It was made in '07, so they don't cover like Up and uh, Wally and stuff like that. Um, but it was cool to see. I like the that, the whole creative process, and it's an interesting thing. To, Steve uh, Jobs lived his dream, and we're living ours right now. So it's proof that you can, you know, <laughs> if you have a dream, people, you know, go for it. And it says Stacy Keach narrated it. I totally didn't, didn't hear it. Like it's not something you really. I don't even recall like narration in the movie all that much. But maybe it was there. I don't know. But. If you get a chance, just you know, I, I, you know, we need to move along here or whatever. Um, do you have a Facebook page up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, could you look at your email? 
Yes. I know this is this is bad uh, uh, television. So or television, television, whatever the fuck. But, this is uh, the worst television. Uh, we, oh my we god. Were, yeah, we were just talking about a certain part of the body, and I and you know it just got me thinking about a picture. So anyway, uh, moving right along, Steve Jobs was a, an innovator, fuck? and um, he. Um, he could. He brought it, you know. The guy. He had balls. And it was really weird seeing him, kind of, uh, not fat, but having meat on him. Um, this was. Uh, this was before he. Oh. Well, he. It was after he. <laughs> that picture. Was the SS. That's like a Nazi SS and a satanic, fucking pentagram on the guy's asshole. Oh, the, tattooed the, on a guy's asshole. Yes, the satanic pentagram. The middle of the pentagram. Is the guy's asshole? His his sphincter, the like the actual butthole, the sphincter is tattooed, and then the pentagram is on fire. And as the flames go up, we'll put this on our fucking our, yeah, whatever. Just put it on the thing. Yeah. It, it, nobody, nobody looks at the fucking page anymore. I'm, I'm 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 confused why he's covering up his balls. Yeah, what the fuck? Why? What the fuck's the point? When I, it looks like he had a thong on, and he yeah. just moved it out of the way to photograph his asshole, but he he still has the little pouch on. I mean, why he just didn't take it off for the photo, I don't know. But um, I guess it was part of a photo shoot. Anyway, yeah. So Steve Jobs, you know, you you seen him recent years. He was a little ill and got really thin, but he still had some weight when he was talking in this one. Um, but yeah, Pixar story was definitely worth checking out. Um, uh, I watched uh, this is a rewatch. I watched Anchorman, the Legend of Ron Burgundy, and this is the second time I've seen this movie. The first time I watched it, and, and back when it came out, right when it came out, and was like, "What the fuck? Like this is no good." Then the other night, I watched it with a different approach, so to speak, and it was fucking hysterical. <laughs> Well, and it's like, oh, like so you might have seen really, my, me post on Facebook. Now I get this movie. I don't really like Will Ferrell. I mean, uh, like that much. Sometimes I don't think he's that funny. But I like Steve Carell and Todd Packer's in there. Yeah, uh, the Pac Man, and uh, I don't know what his name really is, but I like I like his character. But uh, so, uh, but I'd never have seen that movie. It's it's really dumb, and but. Some of, stu- some of the stuff, it's like I was recognizing that it was dumb. Like there's a, there's an animated scene where they're riding unicorns on rainbows. And <laughs> uh. I know. And I was just like, this is so stupid. But I could not stop laughing. <laughs> um, no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I just want to know one thing. Uh-huh. Okay. The first time you watched it and you didn't think it was that – you thought it was stupid. It wasn't good at all. Yeah. The second time you watched it. Was there any performance enhancing? <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. I watched it with a different frame of mind. Oh, okay. Fucking okay. A riot. That was that was a uh, metaphor. Yes, <laughs> a different frame of mind. Right. <laughs> okay. I was yeah. just curious because you know I he does up. have that fucking like g string pulled off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tag this. Who who is this? This is Sammy. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't, you're gonna. <laughs> it's gonna end up on his wall. <laughs> oh, that's true. Randy. Uh, Emily, (laughs) we better just not tag it. Somebody will see it. Um, So later that night, I also watched A Town Called Panic. Um, This is an animated film, which we had at the theater, which I never got to see. I never realized how it was animated. I thought it was actually drawn or like claymation or something. But it's uh, it's done with plastic toys. Like, remember the class plastic cowboy and Indian toys and the farm toys, you know. And uh, it's a really bizarre movie. It's a French movie. 
Panic au Village. Uh, the that was really bad. The um, uh, what? It's uh, basically the the cowboy and Indian live with a horse. The horse talks. Um, he's a he's a, in the they live they have their neighbor is a a farmer and they get this like giant shipment of bricks because they want to build the horse a uh, a barbecue for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, the but the guy he accidentally they do it on the on the internet. And the Indian accidentally um, types like five trillion instead of five hundred bricks because he does his whole math, and um, so they they keep shipping these bricks over and over again, and ends up like making this sinkhole, and these like weird fish monsters come up and start stealing walls of people's houses, and it's really bizarre, but it's it's real it's it's good, and I really like the animation. I mean, it's actually done with the plastic toys, and I thought it was really good. Um, it was uh, on the uh, the last episode where we were trying to figure out. I had said something. You were talking about some conversation that we had at, in a previous episode, and I had said we were talking about that. I had said something about some famous person supposedly, or that I had heard they had had a really big cock, and we couldn't figure out who it was. Was it Liam Neeson? I, I mean, I know I've, I've heard that about Liam Neeson and I've okay. heard that about Huey Lewis. And I think we mentioned that. Huey Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> God, Huey Lewis I didn't know that. Giant hog, too. So I had a chance with him one time and I turned it down. <laughs> no, I didn't even No, I never heard that about Huey fucking Lewis. Maybe it's just that he was slutty, but I thought I've heard that he had a big dick, too. So, um, so yeah, Town Called Panic is that's on instant. Uh, check it out. It's it's if you like animated movies, it's it's really bizarre, but it's good. Um, and then, uh, I watched, I got a few more here. I watched stagecoach. Um, never seen this one before, but the, John Wayne? yeah, yeah. John Wayne, uh, John Ford, uh, directed. So, uh, this was really good too. Um, definitely. John movie Wayne from- was a, was a, uh, I mean, this was like the first movie that he was like a, the big, like that catapulted him into being a big star. Yeah, this and was, he was, um, he was the shit in this movie. He was cool looking, young. He was young and and thin. Jane, yeah. Jane, my wife, Jane was like, wasn't he always thin? I was like, no, he was pretty fat by the time <laughs> he got old. Yeah. Um, but this was awesome. And the fucking, the action scene at the end with the, mm-hmm. the chase. Oh my God. Some of the stunt work in that was incredible. Like, I love John Ford. Uh, y- y- Yakima Canute was uh, like one of the greatest stuntmen ever, and he was he doubled John Wayne in a lot of those mm-hmm. movies. Did a lot of the stunts, and he was a stunt coordinator too. There's a there's a crazy stunt. Like I accidentally like I actually said, "Oh my god!" when it happened. But there's a during the stagecoach. There's a guy on the front like on the front horses, and mm-hmm. somebody shoots him, and he falls and on the ground. So basically. Mm-hmm. Six horses plus a stagecoach roll over him. I'm pretty sure that was Yaka, Yakima Canute. That was that, the, was the guy actually did that stunt. I, I saw a thing you know about him one time. Insane, like I and wow. he was the, he he drove like uh, one of the chariots in uh, Ben Hur too. So, okay, I mean, okay. They did. That's the thing. Like nowadays with uh, CGI and all the shit, they can just do like car chases and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Man, these guys, those were human fucking beings. Doing this, it's, it's amazing. And those horses that like flip over like that, I always like you know you always wince because like you know yeah. got to fucking hurt. And then the guys just fly off of them. You can see them raise their hands, getting ready for the fall. And yeah, um, so yeah, this it's was still- that was really good, dude. Though so um, we, just, we somebody suggested we review it sometime. I'm trying to think of something to do with it. I, was, I suggested Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, so um, 
And speaking of CGI, I watched Let Me In, um, the uh, good movie. the American remake of Let the Right One In, which Let the Right One In I enjoyed a whole lot. And um, yeah. I had been putting this one off for a while, um, just because I'm always I'm always kind of hesitant to go into remakes, especially right. you know when it seems like it's just like oh you're just doing it for you know dummy Americans that don't want to read yeah. subtitles. But I don't think that was the case with this one. I think it was just a. It seemed like a. It seemed honestly seemed like a passion project for for Matt Reeves. Yeah. Um, I never I never saw the original, okay. so that's why my perspective is it's the only one I've seen. So I, I liked it, you know. But. Yeah, and I heard the guys. I think it was on the entrails from the skeleton closet. They were talking about it. I think that was their review. It might have been Cine Awesome, but they uh, they were you know they were saying they liked this movie better. So finally, I just <laughs> watched it. Watched it with my wife, and um, I actually like this version better too. Uh, the like, when I mentioned the CGI, there's some dodgy cgi in it which right right yeah it, I, I know it, exactly what you're talking about it, it, and it's probably just due to budgetary constraints yeah. it doesn't really detract from the movie at all but i mean you'll notice it um, i really enjoyed the story um yeah. i uh it wasn't because you know with all the uh twilight and all that shit and everybody's vampire crazy and everything um as i was watching it i was like okay now what's what's going on here and and uh i i really it it, it, it was a really clever take mm-hmm on uh you know it wasn't some bullshit you know like i said i've never seen a twilight movie so i can't put them down but, yeah i'll tell you but, uh, what i liked about this one better the story was told in a slightly different order um uh-huh. there's a, a oh a different order than the original than the the yes than the than the the i guess it's norwegian uh uh-huh. because let me in opens with a scene that is not covered until about halfway through the other one i like yeah. i like that change in like the kind of like flashback and then you come up to the present point i like mm-hmm. that structure a little better um i like what they did with the older man character in this one better than the other one because he didn't really have much of a voice in- that's that's one part that when i said you know the the clever kind of that's one, one thing i was talking about is the 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 girl and the older guy just from the beginning, I, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I didn't understand it, and then when it came together, I was like, "Man, that's really cool. I like, I like that that you know that concept." Yeah, and I, it's in this movie they and let me in. They imply that her like her guy is he's just been well. They don't imply. They pretty much tell you that they've been they've been together for a long time. In mm-hmm. the uh, Norwegian, and uh, let the right one in it's very vague. Like you don't get a good sense of what their relationship is. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've heard in the book that it's total, it's, it's kind of laid out that he is a child molester, which oh, I, see, I, I like, I, that's it, interesting. I never would, you know, yeah. Well, what let me in said about him uh, is what I took from the other movie. And mm-hmm. so I like that Matt Reeves took it that way. That mm-hmm. uh, that they've just been together a long time, and that yeah. you know that the well, I'm not going to go into that, but um, the bullies were a little, and I and I liked that I liked. It's probably not as realistic, but I, I like the what they did. The bullies had more weight, I feel like, in this one, in the American one too. Like I, I I really didn't like them in this one as opposed to the other one where you don't like them, but it's not as I wasn't I wasn't fucking pissed off all the time, but yeah. Um, but no, both are really, really good, but I actually like the American one a little better. So, which is rare. So, um, and then the last light last night, the last movie I watched, uh, another documentary shocker, um, cowboy Delamore. And you and I talked about this a little bit off the air already. Um, this is, uh, you know, again, this wasn't a great 
documentary, um, but really interesting. Uh, the uh, it's about it's this old dude that lives well. He lived in New Mexico, and he started a business where people would pay him like three grand, and he would basically travel with them into central Mexico. These are American mm-hmm. men that would pay him three thousand dollars, and he would travel with them into central Mexico and help them meet a wife. It's like a cowboy matchmaker. Yeah. And this guy wears, you know, aviator sunglasses and big old cowboy hats and these tacky, like, southwestern button-down shirts. And um, such a, like, you know, he got a southern accent and everything. And um, and the, his opinion of himself is, really, is, like, way higher than it probably should be. <laughs> but he's, like, I mean, he's a charming guy. Yeah. And um, it's just interesting, these women that will actually, you know, rep- apply to these, like, reply to these ads that they would put out in newspapers saying, you know, I got a 50-year-old truck driver, American, that wants right. to meet a wife. And well, I, no, you know, the one thing I, I, uh, I, I um, wanted to just ask you about this, okay, do you think, is he being racist when he, you know, says, ah, oh, you don't want to go out with this girl, uh, uh, I've dealt with all kind of women in my life and i know how they are but uh mexican women or you know will, will stay with you they know how, how to treat a man they're they're you know they it's all it's almost like saying you know uh american women or women from other countries or whatever they will cheat on he brought i think he brought some of his uh Maybe bitterness or something like oh, that. Yeah, totally, and that, they cover that entirely. Yeah. Like this but guy. I, but I, I was just wondering, you know, is because it's like that stereotype. Well, I, but I think it's the culture. Yeah, you know? and I think that's probably what it is. And if anything, he it's more sexist than racist. Right, right, right. Um, but he. I just wanted to, d- to delve into whether it was racist because this is silver and gold. <laughs> it might as well be. Um, but what you know, it's interesting that you know he's a matchmaker and he you know works hard and helping these mm-hmm. guys get set up and talks about how, you know, how these relationships should last and all this stuff. But then like it goes into him and he did the same kind of thing where he married a Mexican right. woman and they were only married for like a year. Yeah. And you know, he's had to, he has to sell his farm to pay her to pay the divorce fees yeah. and all this stuff. And, and my, uh, what, one thing that amazed me was how, uh, cheap it was to live in Mexico because it's just like you know a couple miles across you know from where he lives he only has to drive like a couple miles across the border but he was only have to pay like his, his house is six thousand dollars yeah six, his water bill is three dollars a month yeah yeah he, uh, he he decided because he you know wasn't you know didn't have a lot of money he said well I can just live right across the border and yeah. I'm an American citizen and it's just so cheap it's you know what the hell I thought about doing that myself so, yeah, I need to get was, me a Mexican woman that was, yeah, that was also on instant so um, all you uh, North American listeners check that one out so cool that was it for me yeah um, another epic uh, what you've been watching for us so was that um, epic it was a little over an hour Ah, uh, God damn it! I talk fast. <laughs> well, we and talked have... a little bit beforehand too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going we'll just do these movies in chronological order. We're going to come back and review Kill or Be Killed. Did I even say the names of the movie at the beginning? Kill or Be Killed, and Kill and Kill Again from eighty and eighty one. Um, so yeah, we're going to come back and do Kill or Be Killed. We'll be right back. Okay, and okay again. G-G-T-M-C Live For you Fresh yeah 
Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash since 1977. If vengeance in progress is ours once more Now that we have the neutron bomb It's nice and quick and clean and get things done Away with the sensationomy But no less valued a property The sense and Kill, 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 kill the poor. All right, we're back. That's what we. That's how we roll on this show. Kill the poor. Yeah. <laughs> that's how um, some people fucking roll. With that? None. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just totally bummed Zom out. Oh, dude. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so our first <sighs> movie today. Karate killer or kill or be killed. Oh, ho, ho, ho. African style. Um, I guess uh, I guess you could take the lead on this one. I will uh, synopsize and all that fun well, stuff. All righty. This is starring a Mr. James Ryan, who honestly I'd never heard of before. Um, maybe I have. I don't know. Um, but it's uh, let's see. Two former ranking figures of the Axis powers schedule a deadly martial arts tournament in an isolated locale. The two rivals then race to assemble the top competitors from around the world, with Steve Hunt being the most sought-after fighter. So, um, Steve Hunt? That's his name in the movie, isn't it? Steve Chase. What? Oh, Is it? Chase. It says Steve Hunt on the IMDb and in the, and in the synopsis. Weird. I thought it was... Did I write Steve, down Steve Chase, Chase in the second one. I thought it was a fucking... Uh, Steve Chase in the second one. I thought it was Steve Chase in the first one, too. Oh, weird. I don't know. Uh, it's maybe not. Here, but anyway. I don't know. Whatever. I say Steve. Steve. <laughs> it's Steve. It's Steve. Um, this is from, uh, like I was saying earlier, from 77. Uh, I think it was originally recorded. Released in 1980. Um, this is just a straight-up martial arts flick. Um, well, <laughs> with a few little weird twists in there. Uh, so we'll let, uh, we'll let Zom take the lead here. Um, I had seen this movie. This this uh, was during my um, before the internet, uh, before CGI, and uh, Keanu Reeves on the uh, the uh, wire shit and uh, like crap, uh, where actual martial artists or gymnasts or whoever you know that they could get that could be look cr- like credible martial artists would make movies, uh, and the martial arts movies had martial arts in them. 
Uh, and um, the guys might not have been the greatest actors in the world, but you know they they gave it their best. But you got to see some really good, uh, good, really good karate and kung fu and stuff like that. Um, so at this time, uh, late seventies, early eighties, uh, anything that had martial arts in it, I devoured. Uh, whether it was um, Black Belt magazine or Kung Fu magazine, um, you know Chuck Norris movies, Bruce Lee movies, Bruce Lai movies, uh, <laughs> all the different Bruce movies, Bruce Lee, uh, you know, Five Deadly Venoms, and stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, this was a movie. Uh, I remember that they, you know, um, uh, they they um, showed the uh, uh, trailer on TV quite a bit, um, and um, I went to see it at the drive-in. And uh, but as I was telling Loaf, you know, once you reach a certain age, you know, you're getting old. When you can say, I probably saw this like 30 years ago. Um, so <laughs> you know, that's it, uh, a long time. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember a lot about it. I remembered the guy, you know, uh, James Ryan, and um, he. They were kind of, uh, I think, with these two movies, um, they were always looking for the heir apparent to Bruce Lee. Yeah. Because yeah. after Bruce Lee had, you know, died of, you know, uh, whatever he died from, uh, the yakuza or the uh, ninjas killing him or whatever, um, they were always looking for the heir apparent. And uh, this guy, um, you know, I remember him kind of being one of those guys that said, you know, the next, you know, Bruce Lee. Um, in this movie. Uh, as Loaf said from the word go, you uh, you get to see some really awesome uh, martial arts yeah. throughout the whole thing. And I'm talking uh, – it's uh, martial arts overdose, uh, which is not a bad thing. Um, most of the guys – it's got to be mentioned that this – most of the people in this, I'd say, are not actors. They're uh-huh. actually a South American or South African uh, – some kind of karate organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. apparently, all the martial arts you see in here are are pure like Japanese karate, and and um, you know it's uh, I'm, I'm you know I I'm, I don't know but I'm just speculating that uh, there weren't a lot of uh, martial South uh, African martial arts movies. Uh, so you know when you have like the the Shaw brothers or you know movies like that or the you know Hong Kong martial arts movies, you know they had been doing it for a while and they churned out a shitload of them. Um, when you're watching this, you'll you'll see a lot of times where you can obviously tell that there's no contact uh, and the guys will go flying even though they they you know missing or anything. But I mean uh, they, they were doing the best they could and, I, and even though you saw that. Um, uh, it didn't really take away from it because what they were doing, it's just really cool, uh, you know, really uh, entertaining fight scenes. Um, the there's <laughs> okay, there's some funny shit in this. <laughs> the the um, um, when I I remembered this movie for some reason. I have no idea why, and I looked it up on YouTube, and I found a couple of clips from each one, uh, Kill or Be Killed and Kill and Kill Again. (laughs) And uh, I just sent them to Loaf in an email uh, from my work and said, you know, hey, you know, uh, we should cover this. Uh, And uh, there's some classic silver and gold stuff in this. And um, But uh, we have um, this crazed – Kind of, I mean, the guy's uh, obviously an ex uh, SS uh, Nazi SS uh, officer, mm-hmm. um, and um, he kind of has uh, not 
really Sean Connery, but when the guy plays Sean Connery on uh, Saturday Night Live on uh, Alex Trebek's uh, yeah. Jeopardy, he kind of has like one of those beards, and um, he and, and you can kind of to me um, now the the Gestapo or SS uh, uniform, the black with the red uh, you know armband with the swastika, it looked fairly authentic. The hat really didn't. I, I thought it kind of looked like maybe they just created that because I never saw a, a Nazi hat like that you know, in any of the stuff I've ever seen. His flashbacks um, were really ridiculous. He's standing yeah, in like a castle turret and he's kind of freaking out a little bit thinking about tanks and war and all this stuff while he's like rotating and... <laughs> Yeah, and sweat, just sweat fucking pouring off of him and everything. And, uh, you know, I know um, in the desert, um, because, you know, if you've ever even been to Las Vegas, uh, during the day it might be, it's so hot that you can't hardly stand it. But uh, at night, it's, you actually have to put a jacket on, so it's cool. But uh, um, there's a lot of people walking around like barefoot in that fucking hot ass sand. Mm -hmm. And he's got that uniform on, which is probably like wool. And no wonder he's sweating and having flashbacks. James Ryan or Steve Hunt, aka Steve Chase. Um, <laughs> he has a. I believe I'm thinking that um, that uh, James Ryan. I thought I remembered that he was kind of wasn't he like a gymnast or something like that. Now there's there's a lot of confusion if you look it up on like Wikipedia mm-hmm. because they'll say you know or if you look up actor James Ryan and. Uh, um, even if you go from the, from Wikipedia where like for Kill or Be Killed and it says James Ryan and you click on it, it takes you to – it says career and it says he appeared alongside Robert De Niro and Meryl Streep in Falling in Love <laughs> and uh, along with Jodie Foster and Tim Robbins in Five Corners. And I don't think this is the same guy. I think that's a different James Ryan. Yeah, um, it's got to be. Yeah, because I think they said either this guy was more uh, like a – he had – was like a, uh, a, a a gymnast or something like that. But, I mean, he's really good. But you can see like the gymnast kind of a thing in there because his karate, especially in, in, in uh, some of the early scenes in this, he does a shitload of uh, backflips, a shitload of uh, handsprings and cartwheels. And like one of these deals where he'll like run at the guy as fast as he can <laughs> and in slow motion – he must be – they had to have like a trampoline, trampoline yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the motherfucker – say the guy that he's fighting is six foot tall and he's almost um, going over top of him where his head is like parallel. His head is almost on top of that guy's head and his legs are straight up. He's doing and, like yeah. a handstand on top of the dude's yeah. head. Like, How the fuck can you jump that high? That's his fi- finishing move. If and you, they if, played this weird like $6 million man uh, sound effect <laughs> when he does. It's like wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. When he's doing it, and the people are like amazed, like fuck, I was amazed, you know. But, but uh, <laughs> um, the slow motion, um, in some ways, it adds to it because you can, you know, you can watch it. Uh, but it does, uh, le- you know, show you a lot of the no contact stuff. So the, the, slow motion in martial arts movies is always a mixed bag because yeah. if the director is not filming it perfectly, you're really going to see. Now, and, and I was watching a uh, the part of a movie this morning that someone sent me uh called uh super invincible guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one of the final fight scenes is a uh it's a it's a slow motion fight mm-hmm. and like one dude's fighting with like a riding crop yeah. and the two the two guys like the, it, the whole thing for some reason is in slow motion and they're hardly even like touching each other much less you know making it look realistic mm-hmm. 
Well, um, I, I um, listened to a, um, a podcast, you know, on Adam Carolla, which I don't listen to anymore because I, you know, I know some people like him and, and I, I liked him for a while. He gets really redundant and says the same thing over and over, but he makes a lot of racist comments that, and humor, I guess, but I don't really like it. But Hal Needham was on there. Some, one of my friends, he'll tell me, he still listens and he says, he'll tell me if somebody really good is going to be on there, like a, yeah. a, a guest. And the stunt uh, coordinator and stuntman Hal Needham that was in all the Burt Reynolds movies um, and directed Smokey and the Bandit was on there. And um, he was talking about this, um, and we were actually talking about Alex Karras a while ago. Um, he said, like in Blazing Saddles, when Alex Karras punched the horse, he said, you know, that sucked. And, they, and Alan Carolla said, well, you know, what do you mean it sucked? He goes, the way they shot it, they shot it from the wrong angle. So you could tell he didn't hit the horse. He mm-hmm. missed it by a mile. And it's the same thing with this. Uh, he said, when you shoot fight scenes, it's about the angles. You want to shoot – if the guy's punching – you want to shoot from behind the guy that's punching so you can't see how close he is to yeah. the other guy's face. If you shoot it off to the side, it's really obvious. So you, you thought I was going off track there and talking about something totally different. But I wasn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, uh, the crazed uh, Nazi guy has a, um, a uh, minion or mm-hmm. a toady, and it's this uh, little person. And you thought I was going to say midget, didn't you? Uh, but I didn't. Uh, but he's a midget. And anyway – I um, sworn he was the little guy in the fucking uh, Men Without Hats video <laughs> safety dance. Oh, but I had to oh, look yeah. up that video and it was not him. This we guy, um, his name is uh, Chico in the movie, Daniel De, De Duplessis. Uh-huh. Uh, I looked him up. Apparently he's an artist of some sort. This is the only movie he's ever been in. Um, and I was he had a hell of a part, part in this. What's that? He had a hell of a part yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, and he was actually pretty good. Like He did yeah. some good stunt work and everything. At first, you think, okay, he's going to be the annoying toady or whatever, but um, he he does a lot of really cool stunts, and I mean, like fucking handsprings and cartwheels and shit, and does some karate. Plus, um, you know, it, he has a he has a really big part. It's not just a stupid, you know, bullshit part. Uh, he plays the fool when he when he needs to, mm-hmm. but you know, um, he's got a heart. Anyway, I liked him. And by the by the end of the movie, I was like, he was like, I thought he was really cool, you know. And at first, I was like, okay, this is going to be a stupid character. I feel like um, a Nazi wouldn't want to have him on on their team. Well, if if he was a Nazi, a real Nazi, he would have killed uh, Chico because uh, they sent like uh, anybody that was, uh, like, say, had any kind of uh, physical disabilities yeah. or mental disabilities to concentration camps killed him. So anyway, maybe he gave good head. I have no idea. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, his name was Steve Hunt in this movie because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it was Steve chasing them. I thought they were supposed to be the same characters. And I still, for, I, you know, I still think they might. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just forgot what they called him because he does the same move. Like he does that yeah. fucking handstand. Oh, everything's the same. Yeah. Uh, the, his uh, his uh, woman in this. See, uh, the Nazi guy um, and this Japanese guy. Uh, apparently, they had had a tournament before or had fought before, and uh, say in like some kind of international competition, and and uh, things were never settled. So they have this big tournament, and this really does go along. It's kind of like almost like Enter the Dragon, yeah. where the, the the crazy or or uh, megalomaniac guy um, has an island, or whether uh, this is just out in the desert. Um, well, he's, and he's pissed about that that uh, that Nazi Germany was shown up in like the thirty six Olympics or whatever it was. Right, right. What Jesse Owens fucking yeah. Uh, except, except I, I think this one was supposed to be that the German team lost the German martial arts team lost right. too. 
Well, he lost, and, and here's another thing. He said, he, said uh, he was he was uh, embarrassed because he was dishonorably discharged from the Nazi SS. And to be honest with you, people, I I, I kind of know some stuff about like uh, World War II, and being dishonorably discharged from the Nazi SS meant that you uh, either ended up on a meat hook, uh, uh, strangled by a piece of piano wire, or with a bullet in the back of your head. Yeah. You, you didn't get discharged. You you that that thing was like a cult. Um, anyway. Um, but not only is Steve Hunt um, recruited because he's really good, you know, he's known for being really good. Um, his uh, chick, his woman, uh, gets recruited also, and um, I kind of thought of her as almost like a. Uh, I think her name is Olga. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like almost like a brunette uh, uh, Susan George. She was uh, from like. Yeah, she, I, I liked her. This is also uh, her only movie ever. She had she had a pretty sweet little body, and she wore like she'd wear like those like uh, kind of like hip hugger jeans or low they call them low rider jeans or low rise jeans or whatever. She's and, a little uh, too thin in the middle. Yeah, she she would have her shirt tied so you see the midriff. Um, yeah, I, I'd fuck her anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that there I <laughs> silver and gold baby. Uh, there's a uh, guy uh, named uh, uh, Miyagi, so I guess this is the original Mr. Miyagi, and uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so, I, and I like to think, actually, I like to think that uh, Karate Kid was actually the third installment of these two movies, which would be kind of cool if it was. When I when I first saw him appear, I thought he was supposed to be a white guy. Yeah, with that fucking he he looks kind of I don't know like a nerdy yeah. And uh, the- so I said I my note was I got a laugh out of two white guys in suits greeting each other with the karate us sound yeah, but they us. said it very calmly they're like us that he but then done. I realized later I was like oh he's Japanese like he's supposed to be Japanese I I um I'm, I uh, I have to look up for a second to Miyagi okay I was gonna say um he he if you ever see the Billy Jack movies um uh, uh Bong Su Han played or was the uh, the, basically the martial arts uh, instructor or whatever on Billy Jack and trial. He was actually in trial of Billy Jack played a character. And this guy kind of looks like Bong Su Han, but with big uh, black corn room glasses. Um, but Miyagi seems like a pretty cool dude. I mean, you know, he's, he, he's the other guy's kind of crazed and uh, kind of, you know, ha- having all kind of fucking mental problems yeah, and yeah. shit. Uh, but uh, they have a mutual respect uh, you know, it's not like you son of a bitch, you 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 know, no racial slurs or anything. They they actually like respect each other, and and um, there's something about this movie that I wouldn't say it's disturbing, but I just if you knew what was going on in the at the time, you know, in South Africa, oh, right, right. Uh, first of all, uh, one way that uh, what's his name, the fucking uh, Baron Rudolph. The, the Nazi guy, um, the one way that he gets uh, Miyagi to come basically kind of to do the tournament and everything is he offers him up these these diamonds. And, of course, you know, in Sierra Leone and uh, and in South Africa and everything, the, the blood diamond market at that time was just – it's fucking disgusting. Still disgusting as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, but uh, also the race racial shit that was going on in uh, South Africa – it was just repulsive, and yeah. so a lot of the stuff that came out at that time. When I saw this when I was a kid, I did not know it was made in South Africa. Um, but uh, anyway, that's a little political shit. Uh, but luckily, they've gotten a lot of that shit straightened out, and hopefully, you know, some of it's there's still a lot of racism over there. But it's, uh, you know, not. I don't know. Anyway, 
Steve Hunt, uh, in one scene, we have a little homoerotic moment between him and Chico, the uh, little little person. Uh, Steve is uh, taking a shower, and he's fucking buck naked. And Steve Hunt, actually, one of the things, um, he kind of has like that Bruce Lee build. Yeah, like he's he, really, like, he, like a little dude, but fucking yeah, like 0% fat body fat. Not, not, I mean, he's got muscle, but it's more like... Um, it's not big muscle. It's like usable muscle. Yeah, he's yeah. so lean. It's it's really. But he's in the shower and he's like fucking buck naked. And uh, he comes out of the shower and he asks Chico. He's like, uh, you know, what are you looking at? And Chico goes, your physique. Your physique. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, I wrote that same thing. You know, so Chico. Chico doesn't cut corners. He's just like, oh, no, he didn't give a shit. I'm looking at your dick. He didn't care. So maybe you know, <laughs> and, and he actually likes Steve. So maybe he actually has some, you know, some. I don't know. He's attracted to him, I guess. But then Steve, you know, is um, – I wouldn't say being coy, but, you know, instead of like, you know, uh, putting on his pants or whatever, he just starts doing like a kata. And I guess he's still like naked and wet and just stands in front of the camera. And there was a couple <laughs> scenes where like he, he, he would – the camera would be pointing at him and he'd just be throwing punches like his fist right at the, at the camera, really super close. Yeah. So his hands are almost hitting the camera. And so I figure he was doing that for Chico's benefit. He's like, you know, you can look, but you can't touch kind of a deal. You know, kind of, kind of uh, leading him on a little bit maybe. Um, he's... Let's see. You know what they were going to have for, for, whoever, for whoever won the contest? Um, he, uh, he was talking. They, they have a lot of scenes where they'll have um, the, the, a whole big group, say like maybe – 50 or 100 guys practicing this kata and it's kind of like almost choreography where they're all doing the exact same thing at the exact same time which really looks cool mm-hmm. um, but uh, he stands up and he's, he's telling the guys you know what they're going to win if they um, if they win this tournament and uh, you know and, and they said well what will we win and he says a magnificent prize <laughs> so there you yeah. go yeah yay uh, we had some, you know, like like I said, this this movie is almost like nonstop uh, fucking karate fights, just yeah. uh, and, and try and do, doing it in different ways. They had a, a fight where th- there's one guy that uh, that um, is kind of like the top dog, and he's kind of ugly looking. He almost kind of looks like uh, Jeff Kober from uh, Demolition High, uh, except with longer hair, and um, and uh, he's kind of got like a almost like a gorilla look looking face uh like uh the dude from two moon junction that was in the oh it's not the duma the bad guy uh richard tyson <laughs> um but he he's he's always fighting with fucking steve so i think they kind of he, he there was some sexual tension there and i think he wanted to to uh stick his dick in steve's butthole uh if he could sub- make him you know if he could submit him and get him down but he couldn't because steve his was too grand butthole yeah he's like god damn it quit fighting so hard you motherfucker um uh, Chico's kind of his job was he was always walking around like when things would get out of hand he's always like coming up and karate chopping or head butting him in the nuts and stuff to get him to break it up and um, you know uh, <laughs> I felt a little sorry for him sort of but it was a funny moment because Chico's only friend okay now you you knew that he really liked uh, uh, Baron Von Rudolph even though Baron Von Rudolph Baron Von Rudolph treated him pretty good I yeah, think yeah. Uh, he there was some affection there. I don't know if it was father, son, or what, you know, or maybe lovers. I don't know. But um, I felt sorry for Chico because Chico uh, uh, had a little hand puppet, mm-hmm. 
and he was like talking to the puppet and saying, you're my only friend. And he was doing karate with the hand puppet and stuff. And then of course the, uh, the, um, uh, bullies, you know, came and started fucking yeah. with him. And then Steve kind of helped him. So then that was when they, the true love really blossomed between Steve and Chico. Um, and, uh, I thought that it was pretty much going to be the standard, um, Chico, the little little person, and you know that everybody just picked on him. But that fucker, I mean, he could he he was a badass kung fu midget. Go man, yeah, he was fucking kicking some ass, and you know, so that was cool. Um, there was a scene where somebody was uh, in a v- old VW Bug. Now the new ones are different, but this was the old one. Uh, and uh, they're trying to go somewhere, and people are shooting at them. And the the bug breaks down. Well, um, for, or it gets shot by a bullet. You're, you're you're meant to believe it's going along. They shoot at him, and then all of a sudden the fucking thing stops. So they uh, Steve gets out and goes to the front of the car and opens the uh, I guess the what they call it? was it the boot in the front? The bonnet is in the front. The, the boots bonnet. in the back. Yeah. Okay. He opens the bonnet and looks, and he's like, "Oh, you know, fuck!" Like the engine got shot. Well, in those old VW bugs, there the engine is in the back, and the front was nothing but a trunk. Because my cousin used to, my cousin and my aunt had a bunch of those. Now the new ones, I, I'm pretty sure the new models that they make now, the engines in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> that was kind of stupid. We had a little bit of dog karate. Uh, guy versus some canines, uh, some karate. I think they were supposed to be like like coyotes or wolves or something, yeah. but they were obviously yeah. just German shepherds. Yeah, they were German shepherds. So um, <laughs> like last week in the, the German shepherds chase. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I still think that was hilarious. Uh, that's the sweetest German shepherd ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god. If you have this last episode, give it a listen. It's pretty good. Uh, I did a better job than some people. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I guess you can just fucking take apart the, those Volkswagens. They must have been pretty cheap, you know. I don't know if they didn't <laughs> use welding. They probably just used like Elmer's glue because you could take the whole fucking thing apart with your bare hands. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, we had, um, I believe, it was the brunette Susan George um, in a bikini top. Mm-hmm. Did she have the bikini bottom on too. I think maybe she just had the top on. I think it was like jeans. Yeah, but it looked – boy, she looked fucking good. Um, uh, the Jeff Cobra guy uh, – I call him Jeff Cobra. I don't know what his real name was. Uh, or in the movie, uh, maybe it was Rule, R-U-E-L-L. He was like uh, the, the, the top badass kung fu guy for a yeah, yeah. uh, German guy, uh, Baron von Rudolph. Um, and he was always fucking like fighting with Steve and everything. So I thought we were going to get some raping. And I was kind of – I hate to say this, but I was kind of hoping that – we would, um, and uh, but uh, I guess she was going to give a kung fu lesson to some chick. Kung fu was karate. Um, it's pretty obvious. Like everybody's doing the same style. It's it's uh, it's some kind of karate. You know, they have Shotokan and all this different yeah, shit. Yeah, but yeah. who knows what style it was? But it wasn't like kung fu or kung fu or any of that shit. Um, but um, he shows up and to I guess to get at Steve. Uh, Steve started out. He was going to fight for the German guy. And then he's like, fuck, fuck this shit. And, so he took, and his lady gets asked to leave. And he's like, well, yeah. fuck this. I'm gone too. Uh, 
I'm not gonna st- I'm not gonna stay out here in the desert with no fucking pussy, you know, and this bitch <laughs> fucking checking out my nuts uh, and uh, fucking rule trying to jab me all the time, fighting, trying to get on top of me. Yeah, um, what the what was that guy's problem? He just he was he a was, jerk. I'm telling you, he was the kind of guy that would rape you. He was Jimmy from Roadhouse. <laughs> so anyway, and and Steve Hunt was Dalton, yeah. uh, pretty much. Um, he uh, goes to rape. Uh, Olga, and um, she's there with another chick, and uh, Olga can defend herself a little bit. That chick gave a little bit of, you know, helped out, but uh, uh, he fucking bitch slaps the shit out of fucking uh, of them, and uh, we get to see some interesting technique, like uh, a guitar getting headbutted. Uh, we get to see uh, some shit get destroyed. I guess if you know I was, karate, I said like, I took the note when I, with the with the guitar thing. I said obviously that wasn't Honky Tonk Man's guitar that that dude just headbutted up. through. If so, yeah. he would have been out for the he would have been yeah. out for the counts. When all the dust come out and shit, uh, the baby <laughs> and he would have been unconscious for like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh my god, what did I just do? I got my hair long hair. I just headbutted the wrong the wrong guitar. Oh goddamn. Um, when you know karate, you can just fucking destroy furniture with your bare hands. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like the old, uh, you know, like if you watch the UFC thing now, especially when UFC first started, and they would actually put guys from different uh, uh, styles in together, and nobody had that uh, hybrid style that they yeah, have that now. That was my favorite. I remember this one fight, UFC fight. It was like this really tall, skinny dude and this really short, fat dude. And like the fat dude was like a wrestler, and the skinny dude was like yeah. a kickboxer. And the funniest thing, I don't, you know, I don't still remember that. This was like UFC two, right? And uh, the the fat dude just comes barreling in at the beginning, right when the right when the match starts. The skinny dude is uh, just takes a step to the side. The fat Ow. dude just goes face first into the cage, and yeah. so he falls down on his knees and he's holding the cage with his hands and he just looks up like a dummy, like hands on the cage, looks up at the skinny dude, and the skinny dude's like, what? Really? And so the skinny dude just kicks the shit out of the guy's face. Yeah, he saw yeah. a tooth fly out of his mouth. Yeah. And then he punches him once, eye explodes, match over. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 20 yeah. seconds, and we're like, oh my god, this fat dude's gonna wail on this little skinny guy, and the skinny Nowadays, dude... Nowadays, it's uh, yeah, everybody had to learn everybody else's shit. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, MMA is actually like a style where they, you know, it's grappling, it's ground and pound, it's stand up and everything. Uh, but back then, you know, it was style versus style. And you'd see, some, you, you always heard about like the, these karate legends, you know, um, they could hit you in these pressure points and kill you. They could uh, get, you know, uh, hit you a certain way. Or, and then you like the, the five uh, finger palm thrust that Kill Bill used or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit like that, which, you know, a lot of it's bullshit. Uh, I think, I hope, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, fucking, maybe there were kumites that uh, the fucking dude that wrote the book, uh, that Jean Claude. Uh, I have a book that the actual book that the guy that Jean Claude Van Damme's character was based on, uh, Frank Dukes. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know kind of like commonly known now that he was so full of shit that it wasn't even funny. And if you read this book <laughs> and he's saying it's it's true, he was like a real James Bond and he used his karate and the, the Russians sent karate experts to kill him and all kind of bullshit for the CIA. And it's like, God, give me a break, motherfucker. Anyway, uh, I'm getting off track here. Uh, <laughs> um, we got attacked uh, karate uh, using a curtain. Uh, piano getting kicked and destroyed and the TV getting kicked. Um, one of the guys, one of the karate fighters looked like Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, I thought. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice him. 
Uh, I wrote down old old uh, school karate movies are fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. Small man with big cock has huge balls. Oh, uh, they, they were saying. I wonder why I wrote that down. The guy there was like one of the uh, karate guys uh, when Steve was trying to recruit people. Uh, he would say like. Uh, Small the, the the Chico was trying to recruit people, and I think Steve was too. And they would go see different guys. And this one guy, every time Chico would try and recruit him, he would say things like "small man with little mind," blah 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 blah. And I wrote down "small man with big cock has huge balls." Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, we had uh, some chopsticks. Uh, like a guy so fast that he could uh, uh, catch a uh, fly with chopsticks. Um, and that guy was in really these, good. Yeah, in these movies, in both of them, there's not a person in the world that doesn't know karate <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. you'd just be walking by like if we went to horror hound and when we first met we'd all just start beating the shit out of each other like doing karate <laughs> even if you're friends you know you just yeah. like test each other all the time it's like almost like uh, uh the pink panther where cluzo had kato attack him all the time um let's see you know when you saw like watermelons on a fucking uh, a high school teacher's desk that that watermelon's going to get smashed with a karate chop or something oh man that was really funny so yeah so i like i like in movies when a team is collected and um yeah but the, the one when when the the when chico goes to the teacher teaching his classroom to like and he just starts fucking with the teacher like that yeah. like apparently they knew each other or whatever but and the teacher just like goes nuts all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> and like people are throwing stuff at him like for some reason a student has a watermelon and they throw it at him and he turns around and just punches it out of midair and then he just randomly walks up and like chops his own desk and <laughs> yeah for, for like no he chopped that desk and half it's almost like for no reason um, that was really well funny. i guess he was saying i'm not coming back and let me tell you something if you were a student in that class you would not fucking act up <laughs> no not at all but maybe they didn't know that they could do that <laughs> Kick ass, and the ones that like, if they didn't know, the ones that always fucked with him, they were probably like, "Oh my god, you know, uh, can I take that back?" Um, there was one part where the girl was laughing, like I don't know if she was supposed to be hysterical or she was just supposed to be really happy. Uh, Steve comes to save her, and sh- and he's like, shh, shh, "You got to be quiet," and she's like, ah, 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 <laughs> just laughing like a fucking idiot. Um, because it's a South African movie made in you know like made in South Africa, I could not believe that they actually had a a uh, a black character and the guy actually won against like a white man. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that was literally true. They there were uh, there were fights and stuff like uh, same with like Muhammad Ali. Um, I remember um, hearing one of the wrestlers talking about um, wrestling in South Africa, and one of the wrestlers had been a heavyweight boxer uh, and was supposed to fight Muhammad Ali. Uh, for the world title, and they wanted to fight in South Africa, and um, they uh, uh, would not let Ali fight in South Africa. They wouldn't let a black man fight a white man because they were so you know racist. Um, so that's kind of sickening. But uh, you know, I guess you know they had a black guy in there, and they you know let him fight, and uh, he actually won fights and stuff. Yeah, the um, one too. Yeah, I mean, although he was a little referred to, not in the most pleasant yeah. terms, but. Uh, the, the, it, when uh, Cober, I keep saying Cober. It's not Jeff Cober, but it's the guy that looked <laughs> like Jeff Cober. When he was trying to rape uh, the brunette uh, Olga, brunette Susan George, um, she fought fought him, and they had like a karate fight. Well, oh no, it's the second time he tried to rape her. 
first time he tried to rape her, he went to her house. Second time, they had her captive, and they, they sent him down to the prison and said, go in there and fucking rape the shit out of this bitch. And uh, he went down there, and um, they fought, and, and uh, I think he fought with Chico maybe. Or maybe he fought with her and Chico or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But then in the end, he was like so tired from fighting that he just almost – he just like walked away and forgot that he was trying to rape her. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, I don't know what that was going on there. Oos. Um, I kept saying that. All the time. I like that. Oos. That was cool. Uh, there were there were several guys in the tournament. Now, when they got to the tournament and they had the fighting, you know, you would um, most of the time it was one on one. But then it started getting like almost like uh, Roman gladiators, where they were fighting with uh, mm-hmm. size and fucking weapons, and guys were getting killed. And uh, anyway, uh, there was one guy. It would look like uh, Tony Orlando from Tony Orlando and Dawn versus Cheech Marin. Um, <laughs> These two guys had these fucking black mustaches. <laughs> so weird. Because I, 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 t- I said that too because I was like, we get this one dude. I, th- I think it was the dude that caught the fly with his chopstick. Yeah. And, and, I, and I actually wrote, I said, this dude is as, as fast as a greasy shit. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, and then it's like these two mustache dudes come out. And granted, they knew karate, but goddamn, they were slow turtles, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing about, about both of these movies. Um, compared now if it, if these were made today none of these guys even though they were they actually i i i i'm assuming and i'm pretty sure that just about everybody in this movie including tony orlando and cheech marin or any of these guys you know they were they were martial arts instructors cuz it looks like they just got every martial arts instructor or every martial artist that fought in this um or top name guys right, right, that right. fought in this Jap- japanese it was like south african but it was a uh, association they used them as as the guys in the movie so they knew what they were doing but um um what was my fucking point <laughs> but anyway um you know but, but what, what, what i was gonna say okay i remember now um none of those guys would ever be cast in a action movie today because yeah. even the guys that were probably you know the five-time world champions that were actually in these movies um you look at him and you wouldn't think this guy's a badass or this guy by today's standards where everybody's got to be a chiseled uh steroid yeah. little model looking guy or something like that uh a lot of them just look like you know regular guys and uh you know there's some of them that you know kind of they look like uh, middle-aged men but you know then when they start fighting you're like fuck man this guy's can kick some ass um I I said, and I don't know. I I thought about it. I didn't think about it a lot, but I said that this was the greatest midget movie ever. For like, because I thought this that really he had a really good part, and it was he was entertaining. It was fucking fun to watch Chico mm-hmm. and uh, the the all the stuff he did. Um, now we talked about earlier, and uh, I don't want to go too much longer. I only have like a couple two more notes, um, but. Um, I mentioned uh, when you said about uh, like if they were driving a car, if you did this, it would you know go. There's there's a Land Rover in this, and um, <laughs> this fucking Land Rover, it was amazing. It it, it could not be stopped, and uh, it, it it fucking rolled down goddamn rocky cliffs and embankments, and it was it was he was driving it down over these giant boulders and shit. Man, it was just getting tore up. It eventually succumbed, but man, I, I, I don't know if he if he didn't have a seatbelt on, the fucker would have been dead. Um, yes. And I know you weren't there, but my note for this was rolling a truck down a hill and still driving. Steve drives like Large William in the Jungle Gym's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. 
No, but, I missed that. I think I, that's when I, you, when I took my nap. Yeah, you were taking a nap. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Tazaka was driving, and Will was driving in front of us. And okay. fucking Will just drove around this whole building. He was driving like through parking places, like on the wrong side of the road. We're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> uh, uh, one of my notes, one of my last notes, uh, other than that somebody used a sleeper hold, was um, that uh, I, I uh, was getting tired just watching these guys. And I didn't mean getting tired like I was bored. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys, God, I mean, if I did half, uh, not even half the shit, just for a few minutes, I'd be like out of breath and everything. And they were going at it. So yeah. that's that's all I have. That's all the notes I have. Yeah, um, this was this like a, it, we already talked about it a lot, but this you know this is an entertaining, probably very very underseen movie. I doubt this has a DVD release anywhere. If it does, it's probably just a VHS rip of a of a DVD, which is obviously what we had as a VHS rip. Um, the uh, I really like the way when the movie starts, it it put, starts it off on a good foot. The the intro credits they're like, they're like on an overhead projector, but on these dudes doing karate moves so you see you know you see the cast members but it's like displayed it's a dark room and you just see like the a light version of somebody's name across the dude's back or something i thought that was really neat the way they did that and um you know when it starts i'm like nazi karate team this has to be good right yeah. uh so yeah i mean and that's exactly what it is i mean exactly what it sounds like it could have been more i guess over the top and there quite could, could have been some gore but it was definitely solid um there's a there's a torch battle in there which i'm not sure i've ever seen before um usually a torch battle that's pretty cool one guy chasing somebody off with a torch but this was like two dudes trying to hit each other with torches which is kind of weird and then <laughs> fucking chico breaking it up um the the uh kill and kill again is they our uh, name is on have it on dvd oh okay um i don't know what like version all all regions but it's like the new one's 29.99 you used as 29.98 how about the deal and then the other other one see this find zom and i because we'll uh, get it to you a little cheaper than 29 you can get the vhs uh used for vhs's for 24.99 jesus for killer be killed that's for original but yeah the dude the dude you were talking about i think uh they're in the junkyard when they're getting uh I guess uh, collected for the team, and they're just yeah. fucking beasts. So they're just they're like breaking radiators in half with shits, which is pretty cool. Um, the uh, there's some cool like I was I was impressed like there was actually some decent cinematography in here. Some of the fight stuff not so much, but like there's a training sequence with dudes lying in the sand. I thought that was really well shot. The um, yeah yeah the line of guys just like in the sand or like running up a hill, which was kind of neat. Instead of a treadmill, they're running up a dune. Like with sand slipping underneath them, so they're staying in place. Um, and uh, but I mean that said, I don't I don't know if it was just that of a, a poorly cropped version of it ended up getting released for home. But there's I mean you know the, you get a an obvious boom mic. Oh, I missed that on one of the shots. It, it was near the end of the movie. Um, you know as, as cool as some things are, then you see this big silver mic just brrr, yeah. like right there at the bottom of the screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to add. We, I kind of covered it as you were talking, but, um, you know, this is a, this is a good one, um, worth tracking down. I mean, it's not, it's not a legendary film, but you know, it's definitely worth your time if you like martial arts movies and it's cool. It's cool seeing, uh, a bunch of like, uh, average looking white guys do martial arts, you know, as opposed to like the, the Adonises of today. So. 
And you know the the, the um, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, James Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it says he's still making movie or up up until two thousand five. Yeah. Now he is. Um, I don't think he has a birthday or anything, so I don't know how old he is. But um, I could. I'm surprised he was in not a shitload of movies, like twenty seven movies. But um, I think I thought he was pretty good. I thought he had, mm-hmm. he had some charisma and he has a really good look. You know, a nice look for you know the action star and everything. Yeah. Um, the hair and you know, like I said, he's really he's lean and thin and everything. But you know, and, and he can whip ass on the big guys, which is kind of cool. Um, so I, I was just surprised that he. I don't think he was like a big star in anything else. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a big but, star uh, in South Africa. I no, I guess maybe he wasn't fucking falling in love with uh, with uh, um, what you call it, uh, De Niro and uh, Meryl Streep, those two kids, um, because uh, yeah, they have him. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, he plays a cashier. So maybe he wants to okay. Well, uh, uh, well, we can go ahead and score it. Yeah, that's oh, that's hard to score, but good. Uh, I really liked it. I I had a good time. I remember watching it, like I said, when I was a kid, and um, it's hard to score because it's not great. But just for the martial arts, um, it's well, not just the martial arts. Okay, that if you really like karate movies, old school karate movies, and everything, this is a movie you want to see because it has just a ton of it. Um, mm-hmm. Non-stop action, uh, but the Chico stuff uh, I thought was really entertaining. His his character and um, uh, the German guy was so fucking goofy and weird that it, that was funny. Um, I would give it for for what it is. I'm going to give it for, and how much it entertained me. I give it like a six. Okay, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, this is uh, I'm a sucker for a martial arts tournament. This has it in there. I mean, granted, it's no. Flying Guillotine, Master of the Flying Guillotine Tournament. Yeah, but, yeah. But it'll do. You know, I mean, dudes after you know, team, pair ups after pair ups fighting each other, and I didn't um, get bored with it at all. No, no. Um, solid movie, and it's worth checking out. And I give it a six point two five out of ten. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it again. So check it out. Check it out. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we're going to come back and do. I guess what was supposed to be a sequel, but I'm now I'm not sure. Um, uh, kill and Kill Again from 1981. We'll be right back. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, Penis. I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a cock in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How big is the cock? You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. <laughs> to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right arm. from an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or areyouseriouspodcast.com.
rocking out with my cocking out. Uh. I like that. Rapture. That song called Killing. Get it? Killing? Mm. Ow. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh. There we go. All right. So uh, our next film here, 1981's Kill and Kill Again. I'll let you synopsize and such, Mr. Zom. Kill those motherfuckers. That's all it. right. Thanks. No, anyway, um, uh, Dr. Horatio Kane has been kidnapped and is being forced to create an army of martial artists. Well, why not? Uh, who will help him take over the world? His daughter, Candy Kane, enlists the help of Steve Chase and a few of his friends to rescue her father before it's too late. <laughs> So um yeah so watching this I, I assumed it was a it was a um it says in wikipedia it's a fucking sequel and it says James Ryan is on the cover James Ryan is back the challenge continues uh he looks the same kind of acts the same exactly his lady, the same. his lady friend is not there yeah oh, fuck her fuck that's her. like goddamn Megan Fox and Transformers you know um, they just were like oh after you saved the world she fucking left you <laughs> yeah whatever well this is uh this is not um, a similar. This is a, di- a simple, uh, Sorry, a different structured story than Transformers. Um, than Transformers and from uh, Karate Killer or whatever the fuck that first one was called. What did we just review? Who cares? Kill um, or be killed. <laughs> so uh, what did we just fucking review? <laughs> you just, like, he's just joking. It's he been knows. like six hours. So yeah. Um, this one is a. Uh, Definitely what? feels more dated, I guess, than the other one. Um, mainly because you see more, like I guess, scenery. Especially at the beginning, this weird casino that the the thing opens up in, or hotel, or something. The fucking mirrored ceilings and everything. It's like, where the hell yeah. is this building? Um, Sun City. My uh, my first note was disco karate, and I'm not sure why. I must, someone must have been dancing, but <laughs> um, I don't remember that. This one is uh, this one. It's honestly, it's it's like the A team. Um, it's totally, I don't know if, when did the A-Team start? It'd be interesting to see if this was, uh, if A-Team was ripped off of this movie. Well, well you know, there's a way to find that out. There I'm is. right on it, daddy I'll let, I'll let Zom do that. Um, so w- w- when the scene opens, uh, this Steve. 1983. Chase, uh, and this is 1981. It is. We might've found the origin story of the A-Team. Yeah, um, this is uh, so Mr. T- so B. A. Baracus would be gorilla, gorilla, yeah, yeah. And there's the goofy guy, the guy with the cap is like fucking. Oh my god, you're Murdoch. right. Yeah, fucking Hollywood. Um, the sons of bitches, let's <laughs> do that fucking ass. Um, this is uh, it starts with uh, it starts with James Ryan, who is now Steve Chase. Apparently, we'll just still call him Steve. He's getting some kind of reward, but for some reason, gets in a fight in this hotel <laughs> in the process and just starts whipping everybody's ass. And um, I thought if of because uh, he knew karate. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you know karate, does. you're fighting just like fucking constantly. Well, the uh, there was uh, Sammy's favorite. I thought of him when uh, I was like, oh, there's a pool. Somebody's going to fall in, and they did. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I thought you were going to say something about uh, gay anal sex. That, oh, that was later. Yeah, um, you said Sammy's name. Aim for the pentagram. The uh, oh, <laughs> and this this one it hinges on a slightly uh, uh, more ridiculous plot device than the last one. You know, the last one 
almost could happen. This one, there's a scientist. He's trying to make fuel from potatoes, but in the process, he makes a powerful mind-altering drug. That's like the side effect. <laughs> and how they figured that out, I don't know. But I've often made the joke um, when you use 409 to clean um, mm-hmm. the formula 409. I'm like, what happened to formulas 1 through 408? And what if one of those was like the cure to cancer and just nobody realized? Like, oh, this doesn't clean shit. Just throw it away. But <laughs> it could have cured cancer. Um. Shut the fuck up. They now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I got a good laugh uh, when somebody tries to kill Steve in his hotel room with a, an explosive bottle of champagne, <laughs> and then he's, his joke is it must have been domestic. Um, the uh, so yeah, more more true to South African style. Um, the guys in this did not. Their their nicknames are not exactly created with any subtlety. Um, there's a big black guy they call Gorilla. There's a, a a guy who must be Romanian or something. They just call him Jip. Um. <laughs> yeah, he was a Jip, and he was like a he was like a, a piker. He they, he lived in a in a caravan. Yeah, he, he lived, lived in a caravan and a shithole. He lived in an old bus or something. Yeah. So yeah, and then with uh, with Steve trying to uh, pull his. Uh, his jip friend out of the out of the lot that was pretty entertaining the <laughs> they get into this whole junkyard fight pretty much well it's not a junkyard it's somebody's home i apologize it looked like a fucking that's yeah that's that's sad <laughs> um and then you know in the intro with gorilla it's like apparently he'd gone he had tried to go straight so in order to be responsible he gets a job in construction but fucking does tug of wars during he was his gay? while he's on the on <laughs> on the clock what's that he was gay? Yes. Um, you can't just go straight. It's true. It's you a choice. Well, it's not a choice. You can pray it away, man. I, I was born straight. I've done well, it so many sort times. of. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and I don't remember this note. I mentioned this earlier. I don't remember why I wrote this, but I said, look at these fucking camel toe shorts. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> where that was. Well, um, 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 the um, what's his name? The the fucking guy with the bad uh, beard, Marduk. I, that was my next note. <laughs> he, he he was uh, the one guy. Okay, the the bat the the real his badass champion guy that just wore the white shorts when he fought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they were watching him beat the fuck out of some people, and he had all these these uh, nineteen like oh, I want to say nineteen seventies, but I guess they were like early nineteen eighties bitches uh-huh. that looked like uh, kind of like porn star shit, and the girls had real satin shorts on that were pulled up like real high Maybe so you could see their butt cheeks and their their uh, vagina cheeks that's exactly that's what exactly what it was it was the, and I'm, it was the i gotta tell you i gotta tell you people because that was like my time my my uh high school time and stuff like that i love that look and it really turns me <laughs> on. real trashy barbara dare ginger lynn look yeah um yeah, yeah. That that the Belton Marduk's beard. That was a uh, that was actually my next thing because I was I was admiring all the mustaches in it, and then this dude shows up, and I was like, "What a shitty looking fake beard!" But then think I saw it, was it. Fake? I don't. Well, that's what I said. I think, then I, I saw it in sunlight a little bit later. I was like, "Wait, maybe that thing's real, but it still looks terrible." <laughs> oh, it did. It looked really bad. <laughs> um. So they they introduce the third member of the team that Steve is assembling to help out to re, you know recover the scientist or to you know kidnap back this scientist, um, and he's wearing a uh, a Las Vegas t shirt and a Budweiser hat and they're playing this I guess it's supposed to be like Russian roulette 
But oh, God. They basically just make a bet and then throw a pistol into the air, and then whoever doesn't get shot wins. I'm not, I wasn't sure how exactly that game no. But I was like, uh, for was some reason, I guess he's supposed to be American. Um, yeah, yeah, hot dog. But he's but, not American in real life. Right, right, right. But he... Uh, He's he's a comedian over there. Oh, is he a famous famous comedian? It felt like he would be in an Australian movie. Like he'd be a he'd be a guy at a bar, like out in the out in the outback or something. Yeah, it's kind of what he felt like. But then that's when I took the note. I was like, "This is turning into the South African A team." (laughs) (laughs) Mad Dog, or was it? Was it Mad Dog Murdoch or just Mad Murdoch? Whatever, I don't care. It wasn't. uh, It was the guy from uh, District. What's the fucking movie? The South African bug oh, movie? District 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, whatever. Okay, it's um, good. So, the, um, back to the, uh, our, our, uh, our staple, the racism thing. There's lots of, you know, there's lines in here that just never fly in the U.S. This one's a little, le- like I say, a little less uh, uh, subtle than the, <laughs> in the first movie. But um, the they're talking about gorilla and says, I, I thought he'd never been out of the zoo before. Actually, we bribed his keeper, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, Oh my cringe. And I think somebody one. called him captain midnight. So, yeah. um, so Steve always does awesome kicks and stuff. And I was wondering if he was wearing the Chuck Norris stretchy crotch jeans. They were some tight fucking jeans. Yes. And, 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 you know, I, there, I would think it would be more conducive to wear baggy jeans to yeah. do that shit, but they wore like tight jeans. Because the karate geese, those things are pretty loose. They, you know, you yeah. don't see, see a form-fitting karate gi. No. So, um, yeah, so I, I wonder, I, 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 maybe he's just powerful enough to like fight through the resistance of the jeans. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's a cool, there's a cool uh, guy in, the, in a bar that is able to spit candles out with his uh, with by spitting on them from across Ping. the room. <laughs> so Steve shows them up and like nunchucks the karate the, the nunchucks the candles out. Um, and I was wondering if that bar, if that, there's a bar this bar scene. I'm wondering if that was supposed to be the United States. I wasn't sure because it's like a total redneck bar. And I'm like, do they have redneck bars in South Africa? Fuck, they have rednecks everywhere. And could Jip's belt buckle be any fucking bigger? <laughs> <laughs> that dude had the fucking giantest belt buckle, and it wasn't like the it wasn't like a redneck big belt buckle. It was a normal like you know the the U shaped belt buckle, but that fucking yeah, was, thing was like you know bigger than two hands together. I think it was giant. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, there's some funny you know there's some like over the top fighting in this one, unlike or not you know more so than the last one like you know Steve kicking through uh, motorcycle helmets and stuff and. Uh, and, and unlike the last one, this one was a really it it kind of was a display, more of a display of the have haves and have nots of martial arts. You know, either the dudes in this movie were awesome, or it was blatantly obvious that they knew nothing about martial arts. Yeah, hot dog um, did that shit. Gor- uh, like Gorilla, for instance, for two those two guys. You know, they fought a lot, but it was obvious they weren't like. Well, they said they said he was he was just like an ex pro wrestler. Right, right, right. So, yeah, gorilla, gorilla. Uh, when, when they let when uh, he got out of the zoo, out um, of his cage. And here's another one because he's remember. black, in South Africa. <laughs> he's gorilla. Uh, I said and I, I don't remember this one either, but I said take a gander at these fucking giant mirrored shades. I don't remember mm. who that was either. Not sure. Um, but uh, the, I did get a good laugh when the so they when they finally break into the uh, the compound to rescue the scientist and they steal uniforms from the guards and 
had to put on his fucking little tiny shirts and he's just ripping out of it and it was obvious someone just like cut it with scissors but it was still pretty funny yeah because he was big but he wasn't like uh uh, terry cruz big right right i mean he's just a big dude he's not ripped or anything i mean he's i mean he's just a barrel of a guy (laughs) just walking in the fucking arms and shit start ripping (laughs) out the shirt and if it wasn't you know if that didn't make it obvious enough he's the only black dude in the fucking place like he would ever blend in as a guard (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so uh, the and, uh, and it's funny. Uh, it was a, it's a coincidence that the dude that I thought belonged in an Australian film uses a boomerang as a weapon. Yeah, boomerang. That was really random. So, see that I, that may have been the first time. Is that the first time you've ever seen a boomerang as a weapon in a movie? Uh, me, uh, maybe. I was thinking Crocodile Dundee, but I don't remember seeing a boomerang. No, 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 no. Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. Feral oh, yeah. Kid. Little kid. He had the, the razor boomerang. Oh, God. That kid was annoying. Cut I love that movie. Um, Looks like some ch- uh, chick I used to work with. <laughs> Fucking hair. They, uh, there's a cool line that Steve says. He says, usually when we hit someone, they stay hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. I'm trying to figure out this note. What I'm what I'm saying here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Marduk was like a real shitty actor. It was funny because he said um, he was there, when he brainwashes. He brainwashes people with this scientist potato drug, accidental mind control potato <laughs> drug, and uh, apparently he's mind, mind he's uh, mind controlled the scientist as well. And he said he. I laughed when he tells the scientist, he's like, "Tell him how happy you are here." And the scientist turns around and says. I am very happy. And I was like, maybe that could work for our show. It's like, hey, listeners, help, tell us how much you enjoy the show. I enjoy the show very muchly. <laughs> muchly. They, I don't think drugs would work on these fucking people. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. Anchorman was pretty fucking funny. Um, <laughs> that was a good one from uh, your, your, uh, your high. I hate to you know, cut back to from your highness where uh, – that fucking weirdo looking thing. Did you see that? I haven't seen your highness. No. Oh, okay. okay. I won't say nothing. Okay. There's <laughs> obviously some good dope. Or dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine fucking David Gordon green and just, and, and, uh, and Danny McBride just sitting around just high. That like the weird ass shit. Like I saw Danny McBride. Wow. We're getting off track here on, on Conan O'Brien talking about the game they used to play with when they were at the school of the arts, which is in North Carolina. Woot woot. Um, they, they did, and that's where your highness came from. They um, they would play this game where they would just randomly say a, like a they would come up with a movie title, and then the other person like rapid fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. Would, would have to like come up with a quick synopsis of the movie. And your highness was came from that game they played in college, where it's like your highness. And he's like uh, 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 a loser prince. A loser prince gets high and fights dragons. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, um, See, that shit works. We come up – let me tell you something. We come up with that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something, though, uh, and then we'll get back on track. Uh, next Horror Hound, um, next one where we're all together, which may be sometime next year, like later on, not the next one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm going to bring my pistol, and we're going to play that Russian roulette game. Just throw it into the air into yeah. the, you gotta, the conference you room. and talk it and then throw it up in the air. And the first person that hits hits uh, Muscle Wolf wins. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I don't make mean a big a hole in him. I don't, and I, yeah, it's like I don't mean with a bullet. Um, 
Yeah, I was like I said, unless the the dirt dirt floor arenas are common in South Africa, I'm pretty sure they're filming in the same one as the previous movie. Uh, when they had the little tournament at the end. And obviously Marduk didn't watch the first movie because he would have learned about Steve's dirt arena tricks and told his guy to like watch out for him. <laughs> um, I don't know how he got any kind of like uh, uh, spring off <laughs> off of the sand to like do those giant leaps. Yeah, yeah. Because you would think the sand would give and it would be like a little bit deep. Maybe it was packed down really good. Well, well he does the same trick to get back up to where the you know where Marduk's hanging out. Where wow, it's like wow, he wow, starts wow. out the bottom and all of a sudden he with the help of the audience he's up in the booth. <laughs> so um we get some hilarious bullet time in this one. Yeah, that that was the first time I read this. The first time in like movie history where they did that. They shot that bullet coming out like that, that and really they explained neat. how they did it. They and it I believe it said like even on the IMDb or Wikipedia or something mm-hmm. that was one of the big points of the movie that was the first time that anybody ever did that that was neat um and uh right at the end of the movie i got a good laugh out of uh this is a much more i guess this is a more light-hearted movie than the last one this is a good sign of it like steve was on the ground or whatever and two guys are helping him up one guy reaches with his hand and the other dude reaches with his foot uh you know karate style but i thought that was pretty funny when he helps him up with his foot that was silly oh yeah yeah one guy with the foot one guy with the hand (laughs) yeah so i mean that's all the notes i have so um, I don't have too many. You covered just a uh, good, good part of everything. Um, the one thing they were, you know, uh, when they were in the casino and everything at the beginning, uh, the guy was uh, giving Steve an award for being like the fucking – it had something to do with uh, um, the arts. It was like, you know, you were thinking like big paintings and yeah. shit like that or music or whatever. And it was uh, using physicality and the arts, or martial arts. And um, But he said, you know, uh, here at Sun City, and that kind of pissed me off because – uh, they actually, if you ever see a, uh, a music video, it had Bono and uh, uh, Steve Van Zant and a bunch of people in the song was like, I ain't going to play some city because all these big, big bands at that time would refuse to play in Sun City because of apartheid. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Fly. Uh, Steve shows up and he's like, I'm here to see the fly. And it's like kind of weird that somebody was just, and, and nobody even thinks that's weird or funny. They know who he's talking about. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. The fly could, I forgot that yeah. he was even part of it. He could like levitate and shit. Yeah. Oh, he could do it all. He was, he was like a Zen master or yeah. something like that. Uh, he, um, I don't know why he wanted to get away from Steve so much that he, uh, he um, just like ran out of the, he could levitate and do all the shit, but when he wanted to get away, he just like, walked briskly out of the room and locked the door and then he climbed down this whole inside of this building with just his hands and feet uh like braced it was like set up in such a way that he had uh, almost like a little corridor going down the outside of a building he had hands on each side and feet on each side and just scurried down uh like a fly um uh, gorilla uh, minerva you forgot about minerva minerva had uh, uh was it, what color would that be? Would that be uh, magenta or chartreuse? Or it was kind of like a really hot pink uh, hair. Um, yeah, really yeah. kind of short. Oh she, man, I, I don't know why I didn't take notes from her. Yeah, and she she continually kind of uh, undermined uh, Marduk's uh, 
I guess maybe his credibility or something because she'd call him sweet cakes and pumpkin and uh, and juicy fruit and uh, popsicle and uh, and all kind of stupid names. And he was always telling her, "Quit calling me that shit in front of the troops." You know, they think you know they think less of me. And it's like, dude, with that fucking beard, they can't think any less of you. Um, but she kind of looked almost like a cross between pink and. Uh, Oh, Wendy O. Williams or something like that. She uh, a punk rock version of the uh, the mom from Webster. Yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> and the mom from Webster was Alex Karras's uh, wife in real life, and oh, she was and also she was in Porky's. She was in Porky's and showed her big old titties and big old titties. And I summon people to. He's Marduk says they said something. Somebody wants to see you, and he goes, "I summon people to me." They come to me. You know, it's like, how dare somebody fucking want to see me? They come to me, motherfucker. Okay, um, in the one part, Gorilla had to shit really bad, which kind of reminded on an airplane. And it kind of reminded me of like if you were on the, when you were on the airplane waiting for like 12 hours and all that shit. Uh, he had to shit really bad, and there was somebody in the, the toilet in, on the plane. So he ripped the door off, and it was the pilot. The pilot was in there taking a dump, and Gorilla's like, I had to fucking go, goddammit. That, um, that was it, because that's another thing that they ripped off in A-Team, because B.A. Baracus was always afraid to fly. So they were fucking like, making Gorilla like weird on airplanes. Uh, can you imagine if on the A-Team like somebody said um, uh, about uh, uh, Mr. T on the show on national TV in America, I thought he'd never been out of uh, the zoo before. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, fly can levitate. And then um, he... Uh, Steve was kind of like a you know nice um, what do you call it? illusion, mm-hmm. and so then he's sitting there and he goes, "Was it an illusion, or was or uh, an illusion, or was it?" So then Steve sits there and he's like, "Okay, I'm the because obviously Steve's the baddest motherfucker on the planet because yeah, yeah. no one can even touch him. They fought like twenty guys several times." Or there'd just be a couple of them. Uh, one time, Gorilla and Hot Dog were just playing cards on top of this car truck, while the rest of the guys fought like fifty guys. <gasps> that was a hiccup. Anyway, <laughs> oh, God damn it. Anyway, you get a pair of friends and um, fly can levitate. So then Steve's like, well, "Fuck, if you can do this," and he, he it's almost like he was going to fart or take a shit. And he was sitting there in that you know kind of yoga position, and then the next thing you know, he's fucking levitating too, which is kind of stupid. I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like them introducing that kind of crap. Uh, uh, there was one part where Marduk was kind of giving like a martial arts history lesson, and at the exact same time in a whole other part of the world, uh, Steve was giving a martial arts history lesson to – uh, the the blonde haired girl uh, um, that was um, the doctor's daughter right. wink wink candy candy um, cane candy cane yes candy cane I couldn't remember what her name is um, but um, he was giving her a lesson and and he was he was had his skin tight um, pants on jeans and those the cool kind of, he had cowboy boots on but they were like the kind of cowboy boots that Will wanted to get that were cool they were like brown. And kind of like suede brown instead of like you know stupid cowboy boots. Right, right. Um, but he was, but they were like by a river or a lake or something like that. And everybody's watching, and he's doing kata for um, this chick, and like coming like inches from her nose, 
punching and everything. And basically, to me, he was just like he was posing. It was like a way for him to pick up chicks. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. His, you know, when you think about it that way, it's like, hey, it was a sly fucking motherfucker. And uh, was, he was going to get her anyway because he was the top guy. You never see her like in a, in a situation like that where he's the lead guy. And he has this team, and she's gonna go fuck hot dog, okay? Which would have been that would have been kind of cool because he'd be like, you know, with a Budweiser in his hand, spitting beer all over her back while he was jabbing her in the butt. I can't believe the A team was ripped off of this. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, let's see, uh, um, the hot bl- okay, hot blonde to Amazon. That was uh, her, and obviously, like everyone else in the, in uh, these two movies, she eventually. They find out she is karate. We saw a kind of a, a modified airplane spin, which was a big wrestling move back in the day where mm-hmm. you get somebody in a fireman's carry up on your shoulder, but you spin them around until they got dizzy. I think Steve got a guy up in a, like an airplane spin. He only spun them like maybe once or twice and used the guy's legs to knock people down in the bar. Uh, <laughs> Gorilla just – one of his uh, martial arts moves was he just grabbed the guys, just like one guy. He just grabbed him with both hands by the throat and just started choking him. Um, he his skills were you know very uh, primitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a gorilla <laughs> from the zoo. Um, they had some skydiving, and there was a lot of skydiving and hand gliding in movies at this time. That was a big thing mm-hmm. back then, you know, skydiving. So here comes like a whole shitload of uh, karate killers in uh, these bright red jumpsuits, and they skydive down into a field. Were, they were fucking terrible. <laughs> so they could karate fight, and the one guy pulls size out. So you got to see a demonstration of a guy using size, like uh, fucking uh, that uh, Jennifer Garner horse face she male in Electra. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's his face? Steve. Uh, whips out some nunchucks and uh, he he says okay fucker let's go um, hot dog and gorilla just didn't give a shit they were just like yeah we don't care we're, gonna, we're playing cards and uh, hot dog says uh, I guess he bluffed him or something like that and hot dog lost and he goes well what'd you what'd you have and, he, and hot dog's like I had a royal flush first time in my life and I wasn't even cheating you know if you had a royal flush how the hell could you lose you can't fucking why would you you know not uh, bet on that hand or whatever. Um, there was a, a, a in one part, and it was just like passing. You know, uh, uh, Marduk had those. They said he was a ladies' man, mm-hmm. so and he always had these hot girls, even though he had Minerva around him with the the kind of butch uh, uh, punk yeah. uh, hair. Um, there was this hot blonde in a black string bikini laying on it like a chase lounge. And oh my God, I was about ready to shit myself. I was like, oh, wow, I love black, those black, just a basic black string bikini. Honky tonk, man. Um, <laughs> the, uh, obviously, we had a little master race thing going on here. Uh, of course, what's his name was a, a Nazi in the other one, so you had the master race thing going on there. Uh, it takes place in South Africa, so you have a master race thing going on there in real life. And uh, in this one, he wanted to create a master race of karate fighters by using uh, potatoes, um, injecting them with potatoes. Um, uh, there was one scene where he was talking about how, you know, it was almost like. Um, was it uh, uh, Batman when Scarecrow was going to put the drugs in the water supply? Well, they said they were going to put these drugs in somehow and, and uh, take over the world. So they had to use, show a, a, a forklift carrying barrels in the barrels, blue b- plastic barrels in the barrels set on the side of New York and Moscow. So you knew it was going to go worldwide. Um, <laughs> there was a blonde that showed up in this uh, for no reason. I don't know if she was fucking uh, Steve in real life or whatever his name was in real life. Uh, Ryan, what's his name? Something Ryan. Oh, Jake Ryan. Jake. 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 
James Ryan. Jesus. James Ryan. Okay. Um, in one part, they were trying to pretend like they were um, they were the guards and shit, and yeah. they were walking through. Well, they they just bring this girl in, and they and the, this blonde, and it wasn't the 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 doctor's daughter or Candy Kane. It was um, some other blonde, and they were like, she's been snooping around, blah 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 blah. Well, this chick um, had like a tank top on, and she didn't have any bra on, mm. and she had her boobs were like kind of like you know. Mm. And I like that she had uh, she had some uh, they were they were kind of they were hanging uh, swing low sweet chariots um, <laughs> as Creed Braddon says uh, <laughs> I love that um, and uh, then we had uh, uh, the last thing the last note that I had um, well I have I have uh, one more note and then I have something I want to say okay. Um, the uh, gorilla, um, uh, they had a very small helicopter that uh, some people were trying to escape in, and gorilla <laughs> just grabbed the prop. <laughs> and just fucking held it, and so they were trying to start it, and it it, it, it couldn't move. Like it would burn up the fucking motor because he was holding on to it because it couldn't get started. And um, then he's standing right there, and these guys come uh, to um, to uh, that work for Marduk, and they're like going to shoot Gorilla. But when they shoot, I don't know if he moved out of the way or what. But the whole goddamn helicopter just explodes in this huge fucking explosion, huge fireball. Uh, and Gorilla gets up and, and he's like, uh, uh, I guess you shouldn't have shot or something like that. But he was standing right beside of it. So how the fuck he survived, I don't know. And then in gorilla, the end – Yeah, in the end um, – now, I don't think the girl – the doctor – I don't want to give anything away. But there was somebody who was supposed to be somebody. And then in the end, the real person was there with yeah. – the doctor, and I found her more attractive than Candy Kane. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. She was just like an average girl, but you know, she she wasn't like some blonde. Uh, that girl, the girl that played uh, Candy Kane, I guess was like a um, uh, actual beauty queen or something. Okay. So I looked her up. She she's not a bad, she's a good looking woman. I mean, but she's just not she's not my type. She's just kind of like a the like a Barbie doll statuesque uh, blonde. Right, right. But right. Um, that's that's all I have. That's cool. Well, um, we can get into uh, scoring it then. Um, this one, uh, looking at it in re- in retrospect, I want to like it more than the previous film. Um, and I, honestly, I think if the if the martial arts in the second one were up to the standard of the first, which is kind of weird to say, but but I mean, because neither movie is like super like like technically sound, I guess, as far as martial arts go. Mm-hmm. But if it had the same like level of martial arts, I would I would have liked it more because it was a more silly story. And but something was just lacking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it the the parts that were not action were not always that funny or fun. Mm-hmm. Um, not, that said, though, it's still solid. It's still worth checking out, if only for the fact that you could say you saw what possibly the A <laughs> team was ripped off from. But um, I'd give it a. Uh, I give this one just a slightly lower six out of ten. Um, I thought uh, when I was watching this one, um, at first I thought that I was almost just kind of burnt out because the first one had so much martial arts in it. Mm-hmm. It's just constant flow of fighting, 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 and I thought, oh yeah, maybe the reason I'm not digging this one is because. Um, uh, I'm just kind of overloaded and just kind of burnt out on watching, you know, because I watched like an hour and 40 minutes just like the day before of guys just fighting, fighting, fighting. I just don't think this one is as good. Um, and um, I didn't, I, 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 if it wasn't for like, um, 
the racist stuff. <laughs> and uh, if it wasn't for the racist stuff and um, like some of the the uh, eighty early eighties chicks, and um, I, I just didn't like it as much. And I would only give it like maybe like a. a Four point five. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I, I was thinking again. I'd probably be more like a five point five, five point. I was kind of almost like struggling through this, like to to, to finish it too. Yeah. It's it's, um, it's better than average for me. I guess slightly. And and, and like an hour. I think it, for some reason I'm thinking I'm just going off of memory that it was an hour and like forty seven minutes long. And I, and I was like, man, they could have cut that down. Yeah. You know. So it, it went yeah, a little. I, long. I'm gonna. I'll go with like a four, a five point five, five point seven five around there. So I'll just say five point five and make it yeah. make it nice and even. So. So yeah, um, not as good, but definitely, definitely worth seeking out because it's kind of a bizarre entry into the action scene. Yeah. So well, and if you watch so far, you know it's it's uh, it's it's it, it was it was a sequel. I don't know why they changed the name because, like I said, it even says on there that it's a sequel, and I always thought it was. And it's, it's he's the same character totally. Yeah. So, oh, there you have it, our review of Kill and Kill Again. Let's take another break and come back and do our feedback section. We'll be right back. Yesterday, during the preparation of those putrid little twins I captured, I tuned into entrails from the skeleton closet. God damn it! I was hoping to catch the newest episode before tonight's feast. Matt and Mike are the shit when it comes to sodium. Well, that's what I've been trying to tell you. I became so enthralled in the show that I negligently dismissed both children as being dead. After dissecting and boiling the boy, I realized that the girl had escaped the house and taken to the forest. How could you be so reckless, you old fool? Check out Entrails from the Skeleton Closet for reviews and discussions on genre-specific exploitation, horror, television, and general cult cinema. It just might save your life. But your brother's totally fucked. You know, we could pickle that little boy and save him for the solstice. Ooh, yummy. I had to let that one play out for a minute. That's my uh, my hair metal weak spot, the crew. <laughs> yeah. Kickstart my heart. Kickstart. Hope it never stops. All right. So we're going to get into a little feedback. We got a few emails this week. 
Yeah, those motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers. Emails. Those fucking typing motherfuckers. And type, type, type. Peck, peck, peck. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Maurice B. I'm not going to try his last name. Do you know it? Yeah. Maurice Berinsky. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so he said he wrote in and said, Hey, Zom and Loaf. First of all, thanks, Zom, for taking part in my podcast. I'm trying to iron out the technical difficulties, and we'll get, uh, we'll get to record it properly, hopefully, sooner rather than later. And that was uh, his... Is that, I love that. I love this album, or... Uh, love that album. Love that album, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We're going to be doing uh, uh, Quadrophenia, right. the actual um, rock opera, which has been remastered, uh, and you can get it on iTunes. And uh, also the movie Quadrophenia, uh, which um, one of the people, uh, you know, I don't know all the characters in it, but the main character that I knew that I saw, which has a you know, small but uh, really cool part, is uh, Sting from The Police. Cool. It's a pretty good movie. Um, so... Uh he says, uh, who he was on, he says, a couple of thoughts from your recent shows. Zom, you mentioned you liked Australian actor Steve Bisley, pronounced mm-hmm. Bisley, not Bisley. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. He's been around for quite a while, and there's an Australian film from the 80s with him you, you have to track down called The Big Steel. Mm-hmm. It's, a very, it's a very funny film about a guy called Danny, played mm-hmm. by Ben Mendelssohn of Animal Kingdom, whose two great passions are the prettiest girl in his class and Jaguar Cars. Nice. When a miracle occurs and she agrees to go out with him, he feels like he has to go out and purchase a Jaguar to take her out. Steve Bisley, Steve Bisley uh, plays the shady used car salesman who sells him the car of his dreams with a shonky motor. Danny plots revenge. Steve's comic turn in this film is absolutely brilliant. He plays the part to full comic effect with just enough menace. Let me know if you're interested and I'll, grab, I'll get this to you. Very good. Says also the two of you were talking about how uh, talking about rock documentaries and how the usual pattern is of the band hating each other's guts. A slight variation on this is uh, I am trying to break your heart about the band Wilco. They started making one of those frivolous bonus DVD type deals to go with the CD they were recording at the time, but it became something more interesting. There was tension between the group's leader Jeff Tweedy and a multi instrumental instrumental. Uh, well, this is a tough word. A multi instrumentalist Jay Bennett. Uh, Bennett could come across as arrogant, but he was certainly a talented musician who wanted a strong, uh, stronger part in the creative process, something that Tweedy rejected. Mm. Uh, Bennett's event, Bennett is eventually tossed out of the band, but what's interesting is the sniveling backstabs to Bennett by the rest of the band after he's been evicted. No, one, no one's game to say anything to him during his time in the band aside from Tweedy. This is not a band with everyone hating each other, just one member. When you see how Bennett's fortunes plummet after he was evicted while Wilco, while Wilco soars, I just found it sickening how the band are so smug after his eviction. But I don't want to say anything while he's in, but don't want to say anything while he's in the band. Fascinating mm-hmm. documentary about the dictatorship that is a band. Anyway, hope you're well post horror hound. Speak again soon. Cheers, Maurice. Um, yeah, we uh, we uh, actually, I guess we could call it a dry, you know, a run through. Uh, where we've recorded for for a while, and um, there were some technical difficulties, so we're going to be recording again um, this coming Saturday. Uh, if you guys uh, you know want to uh, yeah, send us uh, if you um, want to send us some feedback for the shoe, mm-hmm. 
you know, you can find them on uh, Love That Album and um, uh, Love That Album blogspot com. Yeah, so. and um, if you're especially if you're a fan of the Who, it'd be great to hear from some of you, uh, Maurice. Uh, this first that was the first time we got to talk, and even though, uh, like I said, the the uh, there was a snafu as far as recording, uh, just a great guy. It's uh, it's just another example when he talked about Horror Hound. It was just uh, it, you know, of course, you know him and uh, Terry and Rach uh, live so far away. But um, just getting to talk to him, getting to talk to somebody on on the other side of the world, yeah. just a, just a fantastic guy. Loves movies, uh, knows a lot about music, and uh, we really hit it off. And uh, uh, it's it's nice to have a a, a new friend. Uh, and I hope that uh, you know we'll be chatting quite a bit uh, in the future. Yeah. So about the Wilco thing, it's like I I'm, I actually like Wilco quite a bit, and probably testament to my. Uh, my aversion to seeing bands hate each other. I I did not know anything about what went on <laughs> with the members of that band. Um, well, I don't know anything about that band, but just all the stuff that he said there, I it, I want to watch it now, and which means you know it'll expose me to the band and their music, and you know I'll you, maybe I'll probably like it. It's, they're uh, they're kind of I guess they have like a, a kind of a country edge to them. They mm-hmm. kind of, I guess they're like an indie rock band with like a almost like a country thing going on sometimes. Cool. Um, they're really interesting. They're, they're, they've, they had a couple really good albums in the mid 2000s, which is where my new music knowledge stops. It's like 2006. So, because yeah. um, you're old, yes, yeah, because I'm very old and I'm now set in my ways, and I only want to hear 80s music now. So there you go. Um, so yeah, I'm that was a uh, really aching pain in my balls. It's because you're old. My um, left one. Don't forget about fat too. I need to go have a uh, what you call what do you call that prostate examination? Have you ever had that? I have. I have a funny story about that. What do you think about that? It it was uh, less uncomfortable than I thought it would be. Were you like completely out? No, 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 no. Because they just stick your finger their st- finger in your butt. No, I mean like I thought when they stick that scope or whatever up there. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a yeah. That's a um, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can stick my own finger up my butt. The prostate exam is when they they feel for your pro- to see if your prostate's enlarged. Yeah, I've had. I think I've had that. I had a weird experience with it. But that. it was it wasn't a doctor. I had <laughs> I had like a kind of a holistic type doctor mm-hmm. and um just a super nice kind of hippie guy mm-hmm. and um big fingers? No, but I, I so I had this <laughs> I had the exam and you know and afterwards he uh wiped the KY off my ass with a piece of with a like a paper towel or something. Mm-hmm. And um so I, I went back to work, or maybe it may have been the next day, and I was talking to a guy that worked there. I was like, yeah, it was kind of weird having that done. I was like, the weirdest part, though, was when he wiped my ass. And the guy was like, uh, they don't do that. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? So uh, as a grown man, I've had another, way wi- another man wipe my ass. There's well, maybe my, uh, he wanted to see if the pentagram and the flames like were real or if they were just drawn on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I did have my leather G-string ball sack on. So. There you go. Um, so we got another email from uh, Gregory Joseph, uh, as he's known on Twitter and Palaver. Um, very short one here. It says, I can't remember if y'all mentioned it on the show, but it looks like there was actually a sequel to Demolition High with Haim and everything. And it's called, uh, <laughs> it's, it's called Demolition University. So, um, Jesus. I'm going to have to try, I'm going to have to track that one down. Track it down. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So that was it. That was it for the, uh, emails. Um, thanks for the emails, dudes. Dudes. I think it's funny when we were at Horrorhound. I, I had several people uh, 
comment on the the amount of times that I called them dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got some voicemail here. We'll play that. Woo! It's the cinemasochist Justin Alvarez calling in to celebrate his victory in this on the Battle Royale. And I tried to do a Ric Flair impression, but for some reason it went into Dusty Rose. So I'll just cut it's a promo. Like Metal Mikey. They all came <laughs> into the ring, but none of them could beat the Cinemasters. That Silent Rage poster was mine. It was my destiny <laughs> to win that. And none of the jabronis that walked into that ring could handle me. I kicked their asses. I threw them all over the place. And then I took some of Samus Chili. I ate all that up, and I did a little old stink face on some of them. And I did a big old bonsai <laughs> drop, and I Sammy's whipped some chili. ass. So ain't nobody in there going to come down and they ain't going to beat me. By Sammy's Chili, does he mean diarrhea? I got a Silent Rage poster. I got a little Silent Rage going on after that victory. <laughs> and any other poster contest will be mine. And I got to really stop going to that Dusty Rhodes, like mini Dusty Rhodes impersonation. Not even clearly as good as I'm, but it's like I'm trying to fight not doing it. All right, guys, just keep up with your work. That no good yellow dog, dirty roads. Come on down there. Try and win that poster. Yeah, so uh, um, Justin, the new uh, silver and gold mine world champion. So we have to I make kept him thinking that when Sammy would say, like when he would talk about his chili, I thought that meant when he had the shits. He got the shits from the chili. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the pickle. Yeah. Now, I got this screwed up because um, I thought he got the shits from the pickled eggs. Well, I mean, maybe he was throwing But I think too. he said he ate the pickled eggs. To settle his stomach from that gross. <laughs> that gives me a stomach ache just thinking about pickled eggs. A big eggs. glass of whole milk and some pickled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Oh, all right. That's uh, Sammy. Oh, that's Sammy. And we got a few rapid fire ones. Speaking of Metal Mikey here. Silver and gold. Metal Mikey. <laughs> Is he drunk? I had my voice cracked because I was in a mix of a silent rage. And I wanted to feedback too. I love that uh, silent rage is now a thing. And now, yes. when I think about Metal Mikey feedbacking with his silent rage, it just brings up all kinds of images. Silent rage in your pants. The Button Gold Podcast with Loaf and Zalm. And this is actually a day before the internationally known Gobbledygooker Day. So happy Gobbledygooker oh Day to all you. <laughs> the Gobbledygooker. Okay, he called back. Metal Mikey, round two. Ugh. I think since I mentioned the gobbledygooker, mean Gene Okerlund decided, you know what, fuck this call. It's ending right now. <laughs> so I see my thoughts on your November 10th pre-Horrorhound episode. And I actually do have a movie. Do you remember how stupid the fucking gobbledygooker was? They had that goddamn egg for months and months. Yeah. And then the fucking turkey hatches out of it. it was, almost, oh, God. Whose idea fuck- was that? The right. same fucking moron that get, that had May Young give birth to, uh, to fucking, a slimy hand, like Pat Patterson's hand or whose hand was it? It was just a, it was just a, I don't remember who. It was supposed no, to be some Mark no, Henry. Mark Henry. <laughs> his hand. It was his fist. Oh, speaking of racism, when he started, they started fucking calling him the Silverback. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> no shit. Uh, okay, sorry, Mikey. Got the chair on one of the ones you covered, but. Oh, No Escape. I believe it was actually uh, Tom that brought up that film. You know, No Escape to me is one of those nap films, because I remember trying to watch it multiple times in my youth, 
And it's not saying it's a bad movie, but it's just one that I really remember more often than not falling asleep during the middle of it. To this day, I don't really even know how Noah's cape ends because I'm just like, oh. He got cut off again. One more. Jesus, he has no power. I met a mic. He would leave my voicemail at the voicemail line because, but I can't because it keeps fucking cutting me off. Ah, God. Anyways, no escape. Like I said, fall asleep in it a lot. Some kind of monster, the Metallica documentary, not only did it kind of ruin the Metallica image, but also it was covering an album which truly outrageously sucked. Say Anger was a piece of shit. Fucking <laughs> Metallica trying to sound like Slipknot. And even Slipknot doesn't sound all that great to begin with anyways. And you, you asked the question why Henry Silva seems to have that stony face. It's because he is forced to serve as the mediator between Dave Mustaine and Metallica. <laughs> oh you my know, god, no shit. Somebody has to be the badass out of that group and it's got to be Henry Silva. And <laughs> Men of War, the Dolph Lundgren feature that you covered. You know, it sounded vaguely familiar until you actually started describing the film to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did actually rent that once back in its original rental release. And I do recall enjoying it. I also very much recalled enjoying one Kano's performance. To me, he's always going to be Kano. Kano. Yeah, he definitely rocked the house in that film. I even completely forgot that Zeus was in it. So I might have to check it out again sometime soon. Maybe for future covers on Action Extraction. I don't know. And finally, to compare the mutual hatred of Silva and Gold's presiding committee over Julia Stiles and Reese Witherspoon. I'm going to give Julia Stiles this much more credit over Reese Witherspoon. I would, without hesitation, freely boink Julia Stiles over Reese Witherspoon. I can tell that she'd probably be a... And she would boink uh, Gorilla you know and what? Silverback hey, Mark in Henry. In terms of acting as Reese Witherspoon or Jessica Alba, who, by the way, is not Susie at all. So, happy Thanksgiving, Zom and Lou. And to all the civil and gold miners. And I will talk to you again sometime soon because I've got another episode to listen to. Holy shit. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I think Mikey's going to be uh, at uh, Horror Hound in March also. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Cool. I like I Mikey. Not. Mikey's a cool dude. He's all right. Um, he, he likes – He likes. Uh, he, he's a, a guy that you can converse with um, uh, and who is very knowledgeable about uh, Japanese pro wrestling. Nice. I don't know that I've seen that No Escape movie he's talking about. Oh, that's uh, Ray Liotta. That's the one that has Ray Liotta and um, – what the fuck's uh, Lance Henriksen? Henriksen. Yeah, and that fucking uh, Kevin Dillon. I have not seen that movie. Kevin Dillon. That's when Kevin Dillon is like uh, so in love with Ray Liotta. It's it's kind of weird. What the fuck? Huh? Hundred and eight. That movie's two hours long. Daddy O. Andy Hudson's in it too. Ooh. Yeah, and he wasn't like in this movie. He doesn't like go back and forth to the bathroom as much as he did at Whorehound. <laughs> no, it was fucking. It was uh, <laughs> it was uh, God, what's that guy's name? Um, he was in that movie. God damn it, Sid. Hey, Sid, Sid Haig. Jesus Christ. I, my, 
you know what my brain was wanting to say there, which is going to sound dumb. I'm, I was get my mouth was getting ready to say Sid Vicious the whole time. <laughs> well, you know, well, I'll tell you what. Even whether it's Ernie Hudson or Sid Haig, you know, um, we were standing by the elevators, and I, th- I think it was by the elevators, and and that their stuff was over on. Say, if we were facing away from the elevators, their stuff was over on the left in this room, and the the, the toilet <laughs> was around the corner <laughs> to the right, and so they would continually be walking back behind us. But you know what? Sid Haig's not a young dude. And speaking of prostates and, uh, you know, maybe having a little enlarged, uh, you got to piss a lot. And Ernie, I think he had to piss too, you know. He's, he's not a – They were standing – I was in the bathroom. And Sid Haig, I, I was just – I thought, okay, these guys are teasing me. And they're like, go in there and get their autograph. Go in there and get their autograph. So I walk in and um, they're both standing. Like there was no stalls on these – like the toilets were just there and and Sid Haig's pissing in one toilet and Ernie Hudson standing like right beside of him almost shoulder to shoulder but not in a urinal but like each had a toilet and uh, Sid Haig goes um, <laughs> he goes god damn this water's cold and Ernie Hudson said yeah and it's deep too <laughs> I don't know what Emily was doing in there <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, we got one more voicemail. Or I'm telling you what, a turtle is fucking trying to crawl out. Zom has got an iceberg problem that needs to be addressed. It's a lot of salad, man. I've been cutting out the carbs. I don't because my dad told me I was fat. I don't know who this is, but we got one. We have one more voicemail and then a, 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 a nice uh, MP3 to play. So hang on, here's the guy. Hello, this is Paul the Spaniard. I'm currently dancing to Gun. What? I'm, I'm fucking drunk. I'm dancing in my pants. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know who. What did he say his name was? Paul the Spaniard. It's the. It's the. Uh, it's the. Um... Oh, it's Taggart. <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, the Spaniard I, I got. Okay, I kept okay. Was Spanish, so <laughs> he was drunk. That's funny. All right, so here's the here's the last one. Um, and this is actually this is going to wrap up feedback and tie into our picks for next week. Yay! Yay! Hi, hi, guys. The Silver and Gold podcast. Silver and Gold. Come on. Come on. There's she's no Spanish, too. She's Spanish, so I guess you just can't say it, right? All right. Here we go. Um, and uh, life. And drunk. <laughs> Does she hear you? Busy. Is this interactive? This is one of those like, phone calls you make when you, you should have made the phone call like two months ago, but mm-hmm. you didn't. So it's really awkward. Yeah. I kind of wish you could have just sent an email. But you, you feel like you owe it to make a phone call, which is what we're doing, but it still feels That's really right. awkward. Right? Does that sound about right? That sounds Oops, about sorry, right. Pete. We're even going to the hassle of... Um, Skyping, recording, feedback. This, this is interrupting my morning coffee. It is 7.51 a.m. in the Bronx. And as they heard recently, I am not always so aware in the morning. So who knows what I'm going to say right <laughs> now. But. Well, here well, it's here. 9 o'clock at night. And um, I really should be doing the dishes. See what you're doing, us, Sylvan Gold? See? <laughs> My, That's right. my dog totally agrees. <laughs> yeah, so fuck you guys. Hey! 
Hey. On, on, a, on a happier note, we're actually calling to recommend the movies we were supposed to recommend two months ago. Body Mouse. Uh, we were kind of told what they were going to be for a really long time, but I didn't watch the one for a while because I don't know and understand how to use technology. And I kept trying to watch it, but I couldn't get the subtitles working. Um, and that film is... Um, what's it called again? <laughs> Turks Fruit. <Jeez. laughs> I feel like I'm listening to an episode of our show. Whatever you call it. Um, all I can say about this movie is, it, it will, aside from it being directed by my favorite director, uh, it as my whole issue with it was I was trying to watch it on my computer with the subtitles, but the subtitles weren't working with it because I can't download things correctly. But the way I would check it was I would press play and then I would kind of like scan through it and see if there was any subtitles popping up. And I, it was very hard to tell because this movie isn't a lot of dialogue. It's much more Rudger Howard's, Howard's nude ass um Sometimes drawing himself, drawing his own penis. Mm, yeah, uh, mm. making pubic hair mustaches out of women's pubic hair. What? Uh, all of these things and more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so that's the first pick. Uh, winner, apparently, of like the. What country is it from, Rachel? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, it's Dutch. It's Dutch, right? It's Dutch. I think it's Dutch. Probably Dutch. So, winner of the like Dutch Academy Awards, apparently. Yes, yeah. it's Dutch. Um, yeah, I read that a long time ago. Wikipedia told me. <laughs> yeah, it told me too. Right, so it's classy and has a lot of nude Rudiger Hauer. I don't know what else you want out of a film. <laughs> uh, and the next film... Yeah, is Flesh and Blood. Uh-huh, with... <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I think uh-huh. Rudiger Hauer actually gets naked in this one. But he does rape Jennifer right. Jason Lee. Although, is he raped? One of those Jennifer rapes Jason that you kind of like, so it's one of those complicated rape movies. <laughs> it's not really all that complicated. I, I'm surprised they didn't save <laughs> it for their it's show. defensive rape acceptance <laughs> on her part might be what it's called. She yeah. basically chooses her rapist, if that makes sense. It will make sense when you watch the movie if you haven't seen it already. Um, yeah. There is also um, plagued dog meat and uh, catapulting, yeah. which, I again, what the fuck more do you want out of a film? Um, What's that language? Best director who ever lived. Missy. Yay. So that's our double. She's calling into our um, show fucking talking that shit. Rudger Hauer. One English. One, we're pretty sure it was Dutch. (laughs) Sure. Doesn't matter because it's really more about. um, How come they sound more drunk than Paul Spaniard? Flowers and other naked asses. (laughs) All these drunk Spaniards. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope you enjoy them. Yep. And. Can't wait to hear the episode, and sorry it took us so long. We can blame technology and inefficiency. Yeah. Well, lots of love. Bye, guys. Love Bye. you, girls. Love. So, yeah, next week we got a... So, nakey- next week we're going to be doing Cedar Rapids and Win Win. <laughs> we have a Nakey Rapey Hour episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my heart, my achy, rapey heart. My naky, rapey heart. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, I thought, you know, going to Horror Hound, one of, the, one of the things that I really looked forward to was meeting Emily. And uh, I think 90, probably 7% of our conversations were, no, Zom, really, really, really. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have our picks for you. We're going to have our picks for you soon. I swear <laughs> to God, I swear, I swear, I swear. So, you know. so yeah, uh, Turkish Delight is the name of the first film. Turk's Fruit was the Dutch name. Um, it's uh, from 73, directed by Paul Verhoeven. 
and uh, in nineteen, what was the other one? Flesh and Blood is the other is the second film from. Did 85. Paul Verhoeven actually fuck Sharon Stone, or was that the uh, the uh, guy that directed? Um, what's the guy that directed uh, Basic Instinct? <laughs> uh, yeah, he directed that. So he banged Sharon Stone. No, I mean no, the writer, the the, the, the guy that wrote it. Uh, um, fucking what the hell's that son of a bitch's name? Big fat ass fucking blowhard with uh, a beard. Uh, Joe Esther, Joe Esterhouse. <laughs> I think he claimed that he fucked Sharon Stone. Oh, okay. And so we're tying it all together because I was talking about Sharon Stone on the what you call it. And when I think of Emily and Erica, I think of Sharon Stone and the other chick in Basic Instinct when they're dancing and doing the lesbian stuff in the bathroom while Ernie Hudson and Sid Haig are taking a piss beside of. Love you, girls. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, uh, girls on film, for. Uh, uh, Derek, should we even say girls on film? Are they even putting out podcasts anymore? I don't know if they are or not. Um, they claim that they recorded one. Like, that's another uh, Emily uh, conversation was uh, her telling me over and over and over. No, seriously, seriously, we're, we're going to record. Or, or, no, seriously, seriously, we did, we did, we did. And then it doesn't come out. But. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to review these movies. I mean, you know, you know. The, let me tell you something, girls on film, and then I'm going to cut off because I know Loaf's probably has to shit as bad as I do right now, <laughs> and we're we're going to run the time thingy. Um, not often do we ask people say, "Hey, you know, could you pick two movies for us?" And then, like, saw probably like eight months later, when they pick them, we immediately ditch all of our plans. Any movies that we were thinking about reviewing and say we're going to do it right now in like just yep. a couple of days. Yep. So you guys own a place in our hearts and a silent rage in our in our loins. Fucking trousers, eh? No trousers, as the Spanish would say. All right. I love all these drunk Spaniards calling us. It's awesome. So, yeah, I like so. Spaniards. That's another another big show for the books. You're gonna really be shoe for you this week. Damn, Check out the webpage if you want to see some uh, flaming satanic butthole. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, we uh, check out our Facebook group, um, Silver and Gold. I still don't know how how to get there other than just searching for it. Um, it's on there. Uh, if you can spell silverandgold.com. Um, uh, call our voicemail, 206-339-1600. Email us at silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. And tune in next week for some of that, some of that nakey, rapey hour. And, yeah. Uh, Check out some of these uh, podcasts that these uh, yahoos do. Yeah. Brought, uh, a podcast without honor and humanity, Hamicus uh, Action Attraction, yeah. Gentleman's Guide to Midnight yeah. Cinema, Trails from the Skeleton Closet. Yeah. Are you serious? I did an ad for Rach on Film and Emily and others on uh, Girls on Film. There's some good shit out there. These guys are great. They do a good job. They eat up um, all my time. I don't listen to music anymore. So. Uh, fuck them. I don't listen to that shit. I listen to Chris Christopherson. Busted flat in Baton Rouge. In cool. Well, train. <laughs> That's it for me. I don't Let's know, Zom, get it Zom done. Stay on and, and sing for a little while, but uh, <laughs> until next week. I'm in a bomb, I'm in a loaf until la, la, then. La, saying, la, la, la. <laughs> saying us, us, some oot us. Bye bye. Let's go poop.